4, 3, 2, 1, 0. You're listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring Mr. Adam Tate and El Gran Tommy Martinez. And now, without further ado, here's the best podcast that you'll ever hear, and that's according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. And welcome to the Time and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 6. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother, who is alive and well, and also happens to be the humblest guy <laughs> on the planet, Mr. Adam Tate. Hey. What is going on, Adam? Tommy, happy to be back. Me too. Ready to deliver yet Another great episode of this podcast available, Adam, on mm. Spotify, yes. Apple Podcast app, of course, RSS Podcast, CastBox, and all your other favorite DSPs, Adam. That's right. And behind the control board, Adam, is El Mighty Godzilla. Two shows in a row for Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and he's out of the closet this time. <laughs> back back oh, in the yeah. booth. <laughs> yeah, there he, there he goes. <laughs> Must be less fearful now. Uh, I guess so. He he became bold. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> he uh, didn't put any content out last week. Well, maybe he's still uh, smarting from his... Uh, <laughs> from uh, whatever Jesus his, had for him last time. His, his last... Uh, <laughs> okay. His last video, yeah, Gosilo. Your last video said that you were gonna go on. Was it waiting for season number three? Is what he said. <laughs> He's broken it up into seasons too. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, it's Gosilo, yes, you're a part of that. The co-op promotions, yes. Mm. Now your job, Gosilo. You know the deal. Just behind the control board, please. Let Adam and me do our thing out here, okay? Oh, I'm sure he'll interject himself in here many times. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Adam. So how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing really good. Really good. All right. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to hear it. Glad really to hear Really good. Trying to live my life as best I can. This well, isn't that what this, we're all doing? Are this, we all well, doing not, that? Not, everybody doesn't do that, Adam. Oh, they don't? <laughs> so we will enjoy the suffering and the pain? Some, some people do. I don't know what it is. Oh, maybe that's right. I, I, some people get off on that stuff, man. Don't you think all the people who watch the news? I mean, it's oh like, my god, they're just waiting for the COVID. Do they still numbers. have news? I, yeah. I'm not even sure because yeah. I don't watch it. I was on. I want to say it was on my weather app. The weather app, you know, has, has the forecast, the wind. Is that called news? Yeah. Well, check this out. And then, like a little bit further down, like from the air quality, yeah. it had how many people had COVID in America. <laughs> They have to include that in the weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't believe it. It was like four hundred thousand people at this point. Did it say COVID. how much COVID was blowing in? Oh <laughs> man, it was crazy. I was like, oh, you can't even get away from this damn thing with the with with the wow. weather app. Apparently not. I said, what the hell? Hey Tommy, <laughs> speaking of that, my nineteen came in. <laughs> <laughs> Your number, my, Adam. My my order came in. <laughs> 
I was given the full treatment. I know, man. It was really it was smashing good time. And just for our listeners, yes, we've been gone for what now? Three to four weeks again? Yes. <laughs> it's turned from a weekly pod into a monthly pod. Oh, that's about right. I was I was jonesing so bad. And uh-huh. like, when you broke me down that your delivery had come in. <laughs> <laughs> I started counting days. Now I foreshadowed it with, with a with an image of a positive test that I sent to you. That that had been altered in some way, but it wasn't my test. <laughs> but I wasn't even positive at that time. I became uh, positive was, over the next couple of days. When uh, when you sent me that test, right? Yeah. I took it so seriously. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, I know. You know, it's like what the hell? I, I felt the concern it. in your response, and it was like, yeah, listen, and all of a sudden it was like penis. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's what I saw. I said, oh, shit, you got me. There was a ghosted meme image over the, <laughs> over the positive results. And... <laughs> And I do. I don't usually do that kind of thing. I know. So that's, that's that's where it you snuck right in there. You got me. And then, <laughs> and then when you told me, Tommy, FYI, we have some COVID on this side. Yeah. Right. And I said, Oh, wait a minute. I wonder if there's a penis in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got it. <laughs> oh, again, keep that. Keep that to yourself. Don't. Don't let that out on the Well, podcast. this is what happened. If you want the full rundown. Give me the full rundown. The full man. rundown was uh, there was sickness around. Not not internal to the house, but there was okay. sickness around. I can respect that. My daughter, Abby, was around her other uh, dirty COVID people who later became known to be dirty COVID people. <laughs> and then she felt not well. And it was over the weekend. And I perceived of myself at a certain point, I feel like I might have a fever. And then my (laughs) my daughter did the old back of the hand to the forehead feel thing and she says maybe slightly. And then my nurse wife does the same back of the hand figure like you know cup the cup the cheek and she says no you don't have nothing. I thought she said this figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) And I and I took a thermometer and I I was at right at the 99.1, maybe slightly. Just a tad. Like I said, barely a fever or something. And then I had to take my daughter to go get tested. My wife set up a time to go get tested. And she said, go ahead and get yourself a test. So we go. They do the whole nose. So you went to an actual hospital. I went to a professional. You did not do the self-testing. No. And the, the lady... You know, showed me the tube that's going to go up your nose, and she puts her fingers at a certain point, and she says, all this stuff that you see is going to go in your nose. It's supposed to go way up in there, I guess. Yeah, and it sucks really bad. I've had that one a few times. So I said, good, do my daughter first. So they went over, and they, they, they did her. Right. She handled it okay. She came over to my side of the car. We were in the car outside of the facility. And then she, I closed my eyes and braced myself for the, 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 crush, the, the crushing pain. The jab. And she says, okay, we're done. And I say, well, this lady is not, doesn't know what she's doing. I mean, she, she did not enter my nasal cavity at all. I mean, I didn't feel anything. You I didn't, didn't feel anything. You didn't feel the, the Cypress Hill insane in the membrane. <laughs> she, she got no membrane that I know of. So I said, well, I'm obviously going to come back negative because she, didn't know, she doesn't know what she's doing. And then I wait for the result, and it comes back. My daughter is negative. I'm positive. <laughs> It's the same day? 24 hours. Oh, okay. So 24 hours later, I'm positive. That's when you told me you were positive. Yeah. But by this time, I have no fever. 
and I have nothing, and I feel nothing the rest of the time. I felt no discomfort. I just felt like I must sequester myself in this room because some lady that doesn't know how to do the nose swab thing told me I'm positive. <laughs> so, so now I'm just going to sit in my room and not do a damn thing. I thought you were going to say, by this time, Tommy had already written script number five <laughs> for episode number six, Adam. So that's how it happened. I, but I did take occasion to tell everyone who asked that I was struggling mightily, that I was, <laughs> that I was on death's door, and that I could barely deal with this uh, terrible infection, well, the, well, the modern-day killer of our time. Well, well again, you were, I didn't know to take you seriously or not there for a minute, I was, but I didn't want to ask you for a— You didn't uh, want a full symptom rundown? No, absolutely not, because oh. you probably would have you know, gotten me uh, again, and then when you said you, I could give your seat to Godzilla, I was like— <laughs> Oh yeah, because I was going to I was going to pass on to the netherworld. Yeah, that's right. Gosito got all excited for nothing. <laughs> I have to get a reinforced seat yeah, over here, Jesus, though. For that. No kidding. Uh, but yeah, that's all that happened. Uh, it was uh, no big deal. Wow. So that was your whole entire COVID thing, huh? Yeah. And in the last podcast, we were talking about Monica and uh, you know Aaron and and Wichy had been they were they were tested. ill. They were yeah, sick. yeah, they were sick and they were waiting for their results. Uh huh. And yeah, all three of them had COVID. Okay. You know that. Kind how did of, how did their thing go? Are they, they, it was rough for them, dude. Except, oh. for, except for the baby for Monica, dude. It really messed her up, man. Really? Yeah, it dragged on for a while, like a week. Oh. I mean, full blast cough and fever and the whole deal, man. It was really bad. Uh, now I don't know so much about Aaron. I think he was like you, sequestered away uh-huh. for a while, and then he got better, and then. So he but, was apart from the family? He was, they were at the beginning, yeah. But, you oh. know, by then it's already too late. Yeah. And they had been in Vegas. So that's my, that's what I, uh, my investigation. Wait my, a minute. What happens in my, Vegas is supposed to stay in well, Vegas. No, they took it back with them to, oh. come, to Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> this, this 19 needs to read the, read the instructions. 19 uh, broke the Vegas code. Damn. <clears throat> they don't have to say it follows, it follows no code. It follows no one. <laughs> but they're better now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody's good. That's yeah. good. Any other casualties along the way? Uh, I know you guys also had suffered through the stomach flu that we had been through back in uh, December. Not all of you. Oh, yeah, ex- external part yes, of the family, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. But, you know, when you say external, everybody's in there all together mixed up, so you just don't know who's who. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a <laughs> lot of mix-ups in there. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of exchange of the COVID, <laughs> of the COVID and God knows what else. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. You just get right in there. Oh, yeah, but we, I mean, we share yeah. things. We've been kind of lucky, you know. I mean, lucky in in a sense that we haven't, especially with all the stuff that's going around. I mean, it took you forever, especially you know with what you do. Yes. To finally now that you actually know about it, and it's probably with that fever too, that fever that let you that that send you into the uh oh, it's a fever. It might yes. be the COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was assuming that it got me, but after I got my test and that morning, I was feeling fine. So I was like, eh, I ain't got nothing. Yeah. And then she was on the other foot. I came down with it. <laughs> and, and I was going to say, while well, you were gone, Meatloaf passed away. Oh, did he? Yeah, you didn't catch up we might hear We might hear yeah. some more from Meatloaf here later oh, on. that's in, excellent. In, that's in excellent. The oh. <laughs> Again, pre-production meeting. <laughs> no, we don't do this. No, we don't do that. <laughs> I kind of ruined that. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's okay. No, he did pass away. This is he sad. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you a fan of the meat? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. No, no? No, no, no. I, I, he was a very kind of, theatrical the, performer. The, the meat that I like has nothing to do with meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> the, he had, like, he liked to have those, uh, what do you call them, the cuffs? Yeah. Those, those huge, long, decorative 
uh, like Phantom of the Opera type yeah, cuff things. They have that a are, name for that. Uh, I don't know. But it's, uh, yeah, he uh, he was also on, uh, I want to say, um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. He was? He was on that, I believe. So let me Google that real quick, just in case, because that's not, that's not in the zone. Was he thing. in Fight Club? Uh, he was an actor. He was in a few I different movies, know. and he would pop up every once in a while. Yeah, but he was a theater, but he was a very strong singer. He was from, uh, I think, was he a Texan? I'm going to say Detroit. Oh, that's where he's from? That's what I'm going to guess. Oh. I don't know. Since you're looking him up, you will have all the information yeah, he was at your there. fingertips. Yep, yeah, he was. He was. There. He was? Rocky he Horror? Was his his uh, character well, was Eddie was his character. So, anyway, Was he yeah, a performer? He was. He was this guy's overall performer. Singer, performer, okay. actor, and a, a very big dude, evidently. I never saw it live. I'll tell you what, though. I, I think we've said this before. I think the artwork on his album, mm. on his albums, were uh, fantastic. Sure. If if you know you're you're looking at it and you're like, wow, this is some really cool artwork, you know, and you would expect like a I don't know a Judas Priest kind of band to mm -hmm. emerge from that and <laughs> so bad out of it's hell. Meatloaf. How is, many was he the meatloaf or was the group called the meatloaf? He's meatloaf. He was the meatloaf. Yeah, I think I think his group <laughs> actually had a name, but I don't know what it is. But um, bad out of hell. How many? Uh, copies of that got sold. Wasn't that like a phenomenon of some sort? I think like it was so. a big deal, especially on like the East Coast. Uh, I think. Let me see here real quick. Now you're making me. Now it was a big deal. I know. Well, when you get into the meatloaf, you got to dig a little deeper. 1977 release. Yeah. Ah, uh, let me see. Is his here? Uh, it was the debut album of American rock singer Meatloaf and composer Jim Steinman. It's one of the best-selling albums of all time, Adam. Wow. Of all time? Yeah, of all time. The album was developed for a musical, Neverland. Adam, a futuristic rock version of Peter Pan. Wow, so I didn't there know you that. Go. I, don't, I don't know what, where they, it doesn't say how much it sold. I, I guess I'm not going to go in that deep into it, but yeah. Well, if it's one of the best-selling of all time, it's got to be... At least ten million or so. No, or more than that. If it's best selling wow. of all time, it's probably well. It has to be worldwide, though. Can you recall any of the songs off of that? I let me sleep on it, baby, baby. Let me sleep on it. Really? I let me sleep on it, and I'll give you an answer in the morning. Isn't that yeah, one of them? I guess so. <laughs> here's, here's your I, I, Adam. That's I, I don't know anything. Thank you for your rendition of Meatloaf. There might be another song that's not on Bad Out of Hell that we'll hear later. Okay, on. okay. Then I'll tell you what, man. A, a little how, portion of it anyway. How is this? How about if we just go and start this business this let's, morning? Let's Adam, do it. You never talk straight. on it, man. Thank you, Godzilla. You wanted to move us on anyway. <laughs> Adam, good morning. Good morning, Tommy. Today is this, uh, January the 29th of 2022. Yes, it is. And today is National, Adam, Puzzle Day. Puzzles. Yeah, dude. Now, nobody would know this, but just before... We started to do the podcast. I mentioned wordles to you, Tommy. <laughs> and you had no idea what a wordle was. You said it was the craze of the moment. It, it's, it's a puzzle. It's a little puzzle game. And everybody does it. You get one puzzle a day. Okay. It's like a daily crossword. In, in a, is, uh, it in a, is it a crossword fashion? It is not a crossword. It is a, uh, let me think, five-letter word. Okay. And you, you guess across the top. Right, you you make your first guess, okay. and you hopefully you include a lot of vowels or something, 
and it colors them. And it says, this is, if it's green, then you've picked the right letter for the right position. Five. If it's yellow, that letter is in use in one of the other positions. It's just in the wrong position. And if it's black, then it's not good. You can eliminate these letters. And eventually you get six attempts to, so or, it's to, online? to figure out the word. Yes, you have to go it's on online. the so, Wordle thing. It's so not it's, an app, it's, but it's a... It's five-letter word, you said, right? Five-letter word. And you have to get it in position? You have to get... You have to determine the word by the end. And you have to, like, uh, look at the word, and you have to select. You have to use, like, vowels, get all your A-E-I-O-U's in there, and you figure mm. things out. And then oh. you narrow it down, and then you say, oh, what could it be? And you have to... You have six attempts. Five so letter. far, I'm undefeated. Well, that's good. Five-letter <laughs> word, but, like, stank. Put some stank on it. <laughs> That'd be that'd be, your, that'd be your guess six times. <laughs> well, you're mentioning positions, so you might as well, you might as well, you might as well try to put some stank in it. <laughs> I but, don't. but yes, that's the most recent puzzle <laughs> craze that I know about. All right, we're completely distracted. We haven't seen each other in three weeks. <laughs> we're gonna do 15 minutes on oh Wordles. Oh my God! National, National Puzzle Day, Adam. Okay. Each year on January the 29th, National Puzzle Day recognizes how exercising our brains with puzzles is just one of its many benefits. And you just said that you play this. Last time you were a joy German, now you played puzzle. If, Adam, you're you're in sync lately with, with the, the national. Yeah. I'll tell you. If, with the national word. If I am up and it crosses from 11.59 to midnight, I say, hey. I got a new wordle. <laughs> I, I go right on the site. And I do it immediately. Wow. Okay. Talk about no life. <laughs> well, you were down. You were you were down. I had nothing else to do. What else did I have? Well, you had you had time to send me a penis, Mimi. <laughs> There's always time for that. <laughs> Whether it's a crossword, you just mentioned those jigsaw trivia, word searches, brain teasers, or Sudoku mm. puzzles put our minds to work. Yes. All right. Studies have found that when we work on a jigsaw puzzle, we use both sides of the brain. And spending time daily working on puzzle improves memory, cognitive function, and problem-solving skills. Cool, Adam. Mm, I don't know if that's true. Huh? My memory is shit. Well, if you're doing puzzles, so it's going to uh, improve. Do you imagine how bad it would be if I was not doing puzzles? Man, oh, your, my God. Your whole life is getting better, Adam. You know that? You're, Am I? Yeah. Well, yeah, because now you look forward to working out on that seven thousand dollar piece of equipment you have, and well, that's you a numbers have game. I, I want to get my money out of it. <laughs> Word searches and crossword puzzles mm -hmm. have the obvious benefit of increasing vocabulary. That's why you're good there oh, too. Maybe and language skills. Where well, that's where I'm fucked there for sure. <laughs> Sudoku, a puzzle sequencing a set of numbers uh -huh. on a grid, exercises the brain as well. By testing memory and logical thinking, this puzzle stimulates the brain and can improve number skills. When I was in uh, the Middle East, I had a great, a great officer with me, good, good guy, Dave. And Dave was a Sudoku master. What made him a master? I mean, he was just obsessed with Sudokus, and yeah. every time you saw him, well, he was doing one? you know, here's the deal. Yes. I don't want to be stereotypical, but he was Japanese. Oh. <laughs> Is that, that's, just, that's a Japanese word, isn't it? Uh -huh. Sudoku. That's right. Oh. Yeah. And he was excellent, dude. He was keeping it real. Oh, man. He was, he was on it. You know, I love that guy, man. I, that guy made my time in the Middle East the best. He's just awesome guy, but you know he had that. Did he turn you on to the Sudoku? Uh, he yeah, he tried. That would require a discipline that I wasn't ready to uh, 
to undertake. Mm. I had other things to do. I had to read comic books and uh, <laughs> <laughs> watch shows on DVD when I had a chance, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. do my laundry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, had, I had more important things to do. But yeah, this guy was, I mean, he was a stereotypical, uh, you know, Japanese guy. He was extremely hardworking, super focused. He would write, Adam, mm-hmm. his goals for the next day. Did he? Did you ever see him eat cheese? Uh, no. I'm not that I can remember. Okay. It's and another stereotypical uh, Japanese. Object- no, I didn't know that. Oh, was that that cheese that? No, 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 no cheese. <laughs> was that cheese that you were on one of the what the frijoles? Oh, no, <laughs> no those, not those no, kind with, of cheese with the bugs in it. Yeah. No. Oh no, no. And he was. I mean, that was his thing. He was, you know, as a West Point graduate, great mm. guy, man. Dave Ujimatsu, man, you're out there. I salute you, salute. my friend. Yes, I do. So anyway, puzzles also offer social benefits, Adam. No, I don't believe that could be true. <laughs> You're <a case. laughs> I don't see that, that happening. Has, that has no, no bearing on anything. <laughs> when we work on these brain teasers with someone, Adam, oh. we improve our social interactions. So you're forcing someone who doesn't want to do the puzzle to do the puzzle with you. <laughs> well, maybe they're doing it uh, on their own. Whether we join in a group or play with our children, there you go, is another mm. uh, opportunity to bond, I guess, is what the... Uh, sure. Sure. What the puzzles do, a National Puzzle Day, man. I'm, when I wrote this down on the uh, script, I said, oh, this is going to be boring. Evidently no. not. Those interactions with our children keep us socially active and teach our children social skills as well. Hmm. Even working uh, them quietly together <laughs> provides the opportunity to focus the mind in a meditative way if that is enforced. So shut up, kids. <laughs> Let's do this puzzle. I tell you, I love puzzles. <laughs> I love puzzles of all kinds. <laughs> But I, I but I'm a solo puzzler. Ah, I'm not a social puzzler. So well, you know, I mean, it just it's it's just a suggestion. Unless, see, there are games that are on your phone. There's like an app or something where they can send you an invite, and we're going to play this word game or something, and it's a jumble or some sort, and you make as many words out of it as you can. It's sort of a puzzle, right? So you you make as many words as you can, and then you finish your turn, and then the the social part is the the person that since you're the invite gets to do it, and then whoever has the most words at the end wins. I love that kind of stuff. No kidding, because it's competitive? Yes, but wow. there's, there's that, and then just sitting and doing, like people will buy me books of like, of the Sudoku, or not the word search, word search for saps, but uh, crosswords and things. Man, word search, I'd do that with that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. That's what I'm saying. There's no challenge there. I mean, you're gonna find it eventually. Unless there's a timer on the other end. But I'm but I'm a puzzle guy. I like all the puzzles. Man, you know, the last time I did a puzzle, it was a jigsaw. Jigsaw, yes. It was, believe it or not, it was a Tusken Raider from Star Wars. Was it a 3D puzzle or was no, it a flat? No, okay. it was one of those flat gotcha. ones. It was regular standard jigsaw. I think it was. I didn't have enough money to buy anything else Star Wars. I had like like a couple, three bucks or something like that. That's what it cost. Uh-huh. And I picked it up. I was a kid. You know, I was maybe, I don't know. Oh, so it was a long time. long, yes, long, right? Well, not that long, Adam. Come on now. <laughs> and I just remember doing it. And it was like when I was done with it, I says, wow, this is so cool for such an insignificant character. <laughs> He doesn't, and, he doesn't have any, have any uh, dialogue at all. It just uh, makes grunts and sounds. Have you seen the new Boba Fett? No, I have not. Not a single one of them? Not a second. I had all the time in the world to watch these Man. things, but nobody told me I needed to watch it. 
Did you tell me I needed to watch well, it? Well, I mean, when did you? When did you? Well, between you, you, well, you already come here for the podcast, and then we interchange other things that stimulate the mind, other than <laughs> <laughs> other than the jigsaw. That's puzzle. right. That's right. So, no, dude, you're kidding me. I haven't seen it. Is it? Is it fantastic? Now I was going to talk about it. I was thinking about puzzles. I thought about Tuscan Raiders, and I was going to say something. Now I can't say it because I'm going to ruin it for you. How many episodes are there? That's, we're at, we're at number five right. Oh, now. they're still coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and. Okay, now it's a total the, of seven. It's the Mandalorian was a craze, right? Everybody was crazy about it. it. Had the Baby Yoda. Everybody loved the Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grogu. Is, Grogu. Is, is this what? What? Grogu was Baby Yoda. What? That's his name. That's his name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't you see it? Didn't you see? Yeah, the I did. I didn't know that was his name. You didn't record it. Up who, here. Who record? No, no, no. You're no, too no. busy make doing puzzles, Adam. Yeah, that's, that's probably right. <laughs> um, but is it on par with that Mandalorian thing? I is would it, say is it as good. I would say, yeah, as of right now. Okay. And do you remember The Mandalorian uh, at all? Do you remember season two when he went back yeah, to Tatooine? Yeah, I, like, I like the lady. The lady who's no longer in it anymore because she, she's outspoken. I know. She was kicking ass, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah. She was kicking ass on the screen and off the screen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, she got canceled by the liberals. Damn liberals. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to that. We jump from puzzles. Or even in another we, universe. We jump from puzzles to Star Wars to liberals. Okay. <laughs> we got to go back. Do you remember the start of season two of The Mandalorian that he went back to Tatooine? Okay. You know Tatooine, the desert planet. I understand, I understand Tatooine. And he had to go out and kill the... Uh, Uncle the, Owen and Aunt Beru? <laughs> yes, well, it was... Yeah, with the blue milk. <laughs> <laughs> the Kraden uh, dragon, you know that he killed it? Remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that the Tusken Raiders helped? Yeah. They had to team up with the the people with like that uh, kind of like that, the Western theme town, but it was on Tatooine somewhere. Right. So anyways, there was a role right there for the Tusken Raiders. So I'm just going to tell you right now, there's a role, a very prominent role. On uh, for on, for a raider on, on Boba Fett, yeah. Hmm. So just to let you know and to let our listeners know, Adam, mm -hmm. they need to be looking at the the book of Boba Fett if they get a chance. Let's <laughs> get back on track. Is the raider Jim Plunkett? <laughs> I have no idea who the hell that is. He's an Oakland Raider. <laughs> do, do I look like Julian to you? I don't. The bottom line is, Adam. Yes. Uh, puzzles stimulate the brain, and uh, obviously. <laughs> Not the kind of stimulation I like, though. <laughs> uh, keeping it active, and my stimulations keep it active as well. And practicing is good. Now, Adam, how do you observe National Puzzle Day? Take a take a crack at it, Adam. Well, obviously, you're going to have to have your phone. You're <laughs> going to have to have your phone because that's going to take an image of you cracking open. I want to get one of those paper books. You know, those paper books that have all the Sudoku in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You crack that thing open, and you complete it, and you take a selfie with your book, and you hashtag it, <laughs> National Puzzle Day. There's no way around that. <laughs> Adam, it's also National uh, Courtship Day, just to let you know. <laughs> That's for the birds. All right. This is the best part right here. Adam. Yeah. Today in history, brought to you by history.com and on this day.com slash history, Adam. Okay. That is Kansas, baby. Carry on. Wayward son. Wayward son. And uh, Adam, uh, mm -hmm. I thought I lost my spot again. <laughs> that was carry on. That was Kansas. Carry on. <laughs> Our wayward son. Adam. Yes. 1861, my friend. Yes. On this day in 1861, Jerry the 29th, buddy, mm -hmm. Kansas Adam was admitted 
to the union as a free state. Oh, I thought you said Kansas was going to be admitted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 1861. 1861. And, and they play fiddles, yes. <laughs> it was the 34th state to join the union, Adam. Okay. A struggle between pro and anti-slave forces mm. in Kansas was a major fact in the eruption of the Civil War. Mm. Have you been up to Lawrence? Um, I've, yes. I went to a football game there once. <laughs> uh, I, I went on to the University of Kansas campus. So you haven't been to historic Lawrence. Well, it's fairly historic. They're ringing bells and things at the stadium. Anyway, Adam, in 1854, yes. Kansas and Nebraska were organized as territories with popular sovereignty, in other words, popular to vote, and decide the issue of slavery. Was Missouri also a state at that time? Uh, check this out. Mm, the compromise. I'm glad, I'm glad that you asked that. Mm. There, were, there was really no debate over the issue in Nebraska as the territory was filled with settlers from the Midwest where there was no slavery. In Kansas, the situation was much different. Although most settlers were anti-slave abolitionists, sure. there were many pro-slavery Missourians lurking just over the border. Those dirty Missourians. <laughs> when residents in the territory voted on the issue, many fraudulent voters. Oh, oh there's stop the steal. Yeah. Stop the steal. <laughs> were cast from Missouri. <laughs> this triggered a massive violence that sure. earned the area the name Bleeding Kansas, Adam. Okay. Both sides committed atrocities. The fighting over the issue of slavery was the preview, Adam, to the Civil War. Mm. I didn't know that, that part of it. Mm. I thought it was all, I mean, I, I could see where they're trying to, to get another state to join their uh, their cause. Adam, uh, Kansas remained one of the most important political questions throughout 1850s. Each side drafted constitutions, but the anti-slavery faction eventually gained the upper hand. Wow. So, yeah, Adam, between one thing or the other... Uh, there was a lot of extremes. One that was very, very uh, notable was the sacking of Lawrence, Adam. Okay. When a pro-slavery forces out of Missouri murdered nearly 200 men and burned the anti-slavery town down. Wow. So that had happened up there. I Actually, that's where I found out about it. I was reading plaques and stuff like that. So these Missourians got on wagons. They went hundreds of miles into Lawrence and then sacked the place. It's that's the uh, actually it's not a hundreds of miles. Lawrence is isn't right it, there. Isn't it over a hundred miles to the border? Uh, uh, they're really close to that's Kansas a, City. I don't know. Maybe that's a long trip. It's still I mean, back there in wagon day. Maybe that was their first settlement. They would reach once they crossed over hmm. into Kansas. I mean, I don't know that part of it. So they have like now a, it just takes about fifty minutes on you know. Do they have like seventy? <laughs> do they have like monuments and plaques they got all observing yeah, this yeah, stuff? Yeah, is yeah, that what you're yep, you're right, asking yeah. if I saw? Yeah, well, one of the things is you have the Mizzou slash Kansas University rivalries. A lot of that could be, I don't not, know. Not so much anymore. I mean, I'm just saying. Since Mizzou's in like a different conference now. I mean, if you go, uh, I remember when I lived in St. Louis, I had a Kansas shirt that somebody had given me. I think they won. A, they won the Big 12 Conference again in basketball. And that's what it was. That's, yeah, all, yeah, that's yeah, all they that's do. That's what it was, yeah. It was, it was basketball, and I had that shirt on, so. Uh -huh. And then some dude, I don't know, it was a long story. It's like, we don't like that shirt around here. Like, get the fuck out of here, you. Some dude there in St. Louis, get an American. <laughs> 
<laughs> wear whatever the hell I want to wear. <laughs> did, he, did he want you to take it off? I don't know what his deal was, man. It's like, what the, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> Let's see what's going on underneath that like, shirt. Yeah, dude. It was like I was helping set up something for my daughter's uh, cheerleading, whatever. No, the school. It was some school shit. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was like, get this fucker out of here before I slap the shit out of him. <laughs> the hell do I care about Mizzou and Kansas and all this other shit? <laughs> Shouldn't they're, bother you at all. They're, they're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Today is sports history, my friend. Yes, sir. Oh. Brought to you by history.com and on this day.com slash sports, buddy. Yes. Who's this? Gosilo, who is this? Well, he told me it's Mr. Runner Holio. <laughs> With his version of "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," Mr. Runner Holy, Mr. Runner Holy, what the hell is this? <laughs> let me see. Let me listen to. Was this. that Beavis's name? Yeah, Court Holy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think it just goes over and over again. It was like metal. <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> a, a bit rocking, I guess. Yeah, there we go. Nineteen thirty-six, Adam. Okay, January the twenty-ninth, uh, nineteen thirty-six. Uh, the U.S. Baseball Hall of Fame. Kansas elected. was already a state. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the U.S. Baseball Hall of Fame, Adam, elected its first members in Cooperstown, New York. Mm, the fir- okay, the very first of them. Yeah, Ty Cobb. Good. Uh, the Babe. Yes. Uh, Cy Young. What? No. How would he not be? Uh, Honus Wagner. Yeah, Hummus Wagner. <laughs> Hummus. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's all I got. Christy Mathewson and mm. Walter Johnson, Adam. Oh, the big you know, train, the big train. You know what I'm gonna start doing? No, I'm gonna let you do the sports. No, <laughs> I, I like, I like, nah, 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 I like the puzzle. <laughs> I like trying to figure out the puzzle. <laughs> it's like you always beat me to this. You know all this shit. That's all I know. <laughs> Tell me the rest of it. The Hall of Fame actually had its beginnings in 1935 when plans were made to build a museum devoted to baseball and its hundred year history. By then, it was already born. Wow, wow, that's nuts. And it had no members. Yeah, I guess not, not the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but oh. baseball had already uh, had already uh, transpassed 100 years. Anyway, wow. a private organization based in Cooperstown, New York, called the Clark Foundation, thought the establishing the Baseball Hall of Fame in their city would help reinvigorate the area's depression-raved economy by attracting tourists. Jay's been up to Cooperstown. Okay. He went up there with his godfather. The only reason to go up there is to see the Baseball Hall of Fame. I would think so, yeah. Uh, When I was in St. Louis, I want to say 2000, when the All-Star game was played in St. Louis, I went to the Traveling Baseball Hall of Fame. Sitting in like a camper or something? No, they set it up inside a convention center. (laughs) How does it it travel? (laughs) I would imagine they put it in trucks and shit. I don't know. But it was pretty cool. Okay. I mean, you know, get some. some what did you see? What was the? What was your favorite I landmark can't, I can't relic? Remember. I can't remember right now. You're you're putting me on the spot. Oh, you well, know there was. Well, usually you pick out something that's like I, I saw. You know, you know the the original document outlining the rules of baseball or something. Probably some. I'll tell you what. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how's that? How's that, Adam? That is a, that is something. <laughs> Works for me now, Adam. Today, today with approximately. 350,000 visitors, buddy, per year. Is that a lot? 350,000 for Baseball Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Is it? The Hall of Fame continues to be the hub of all things baseball, Adam. Nice. Today, it's Today, it's Today, it's
You know who this is. It's the Who's. Anyway, anyhow, and anywhere. Break that down. You don't like the fidelity of that one? The hi-fi is too much. <laughs> hi-fi. Ah, the Who, Adam. Yes. Uh, 1965, great year, by the way. I always say that, don't I? Yeah, you do. January the 28th, 1965, Adam. Mm-hmm. The Who made their first appearance on UK television, Adam, on the show Ready, Set, Go, mm. to uh, project the desired image, the hand-picked audience, Adam. Of course. They were handpicking audiences back then, too? Of course, yeah, of course. I thought they just started doing that with like the Super Bowl, where they hired like all these dancers to be the audience. Okay. Well, there you go. It's a tradition already. I guess. The handpicked audience consisted only of teens dressed in current mod fashion. M-O-D, Adam. Yeah. Modern fashion. Was mod, that it? Yeah. Mod. The Mod Squad. That was a TV show, yeah, right? Yeah, it was. It was, it, was a, it was a black dude, a white guy, and a chick. Must have been trendy at the time. That's what it was. It's modern. <laughs> but the mod is the guys with the with the hair, with the mop tops. With yeah, that kind of deal like yeah. that. Because I think on uh, if you probably saw the video to this, you probably saw Roger Daltrey with a mod haircut. Yeah, <laughs> it was some. It was something that wasn't that I equated to Roger Daltrey actually. Oh, especially he's a curly dude. So, <laughs> but I think Keith Moon's was very moddy as well. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, and he was going to town on that drum, too, as he always is. Mm-hmm. What was the year of this? 1965. Woo! So the Who has been around going on 60 years almost, man. Well, now there's only two of them left, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Dwindling down. When you put it into that perspective, it's like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> the Who's older than me. Yeah. But I still like the Who, so yeah. That's good. They're They're great. Let's let's move on. Moving on. Adam. Mm-hmm. You're no good. Oh, there we go. Go ahead and do the honors. Is this the Queen of Soul? It is Adam. Aretha Franklin. And she's saying, I never loved a man the way I love you. Uh keep that on your side. I said she said that. Oh, thank you. She's saying. I know you've been, you know, been gone for three weeks. Adam. <laughs> We're in Datakoa Studios, uh, Datakoa Promotion Studios. What, Adam? <laughs> There's love in the air. We, I guess we, so. we don't want Casino <laughs> playing one of his theme songs for us. Aretha Franklin recorded her first top ten pop hit. Adam, this okay. one right here. I never loved a man the way that I love you. Wow. At a tumultuous session at Fame Studios. In Muscle Shoals, Alabama, Mm. where her husband gets into an altercation with one of the musicians. 1967, so this is those those times where they had all those session musicians waiting for them there. Many classic tracks, classic albums made in this studio area, yes. In Muscle Shoals, Mm -hmm. Alabama? Yes. Do tell. Oh, (laughs) I can't, uh, but there is a... Full documentary, I think, about Muscle Shoals and about all the people that went through there and then all the session musicians that they had there. And they were just the best in the world, I guess. So everybody wanted to go to this hole-in-the-wall place, Muscle Shoals, because that's where all the best musicians were. I've been to the one where Elvis first recorded. out there. Sun Memphis. Studios. Yeah, I've been to that one. Mm-hmm. 
Very cool. Never been to Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Is it still kept in the old-timey uh, conditions where yeah, yeah. Elvis would have walked in and seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has all the. Uh, it has that weird feel that uh, when you walk in, everything turns black and white. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you've gone back in time. Yeah, like the reverse of the Wizard of Oz. Twilight Zone? <laughs> How did I get here? Yeah, I know. It's like the, it turns into <laughs> black and white. It's like, oh, great. You're just waiting for like for Herman Munster or something to come out <laughs> and say hi to you. <laughs> You know, I'm not 100% sure out of but uh, I read somewhere it really wasn't her husband uh, she was referring to in the word man in the title. Oh. It was uh, it was symbolic for I love sandwiches and fried chicken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody helped her with the lyrics and sh- changed the lyrics up a little bit. Maybe it'll be a bigger hit if you changed it. <laughs> to, that's, to loving another human that's being. Where real, of... That's where her real love lied, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Again, don't quote me on that. That's <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What is this, Gosilo? Ah. Is the beginning to sound familiar to you? I like it. Tommy, this is Jeff Beck's version of Superstition. Is it? Very early 70s. Yeah. Wow. You know what I like about this? It's a different take. You know what I like about the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast? Available on Spotify, mm. Apple Podcast app, mm. Castbox, mm, yes, and the rest of your favorite DSPs. Adam, Aldrill. I like that we could actually explore shit like this. I I, <laughs> I would have thought that Gosila would have picked the regular superstition or maybe a live version of it, the old Stevie Wonder version. Yeah, but one that. Everybody has already experienced probably in many different forms, like the recorded version and then the live versions. You've probably seen or heard Stevie Wonder's versions many, many times over. Right, like but, ton- but not as many covers, people tons of have heard the Jeff Beck version. Oh. Anyway, in 1973, Adam, mm-hmm. January the 27th, 1973, Superstition, the lead single from Stevie Wonder's talking book, Adam, became his second number one single in the U.S. Ten years, Adam. Mm. After his first number one hit. So 1973, it took another 10 years for Stevie Wonder to hit number one again. This dude didn't give up, did he? <laughs> well, no. That's what I'm talking about. But he got like, but he, he, I seem like he's got better and better, though, at, at that point. Like, he was little Stevie Wonder. He was, yeah. And then when he got in the early to mid-70s, he started just pumping out, like, volumes of hits. Yeah, he was wearing the, 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 the shiki shirts and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's what they told him he was wearing. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was setting that one up. <laughs> anyway, Jeff Beck Adam mm-hmm. created the original drum beat while in the studio with Wonder. That's a cool. What? That is a cool piece of uh, history. Yeah. Say that again. Jeff Beck. Jeff Adam Beck created the original drum created beat. Created the drum beat while in the studio with Wonder. That's wild. After writing the song, Wonder, check this out, uh-huh. Stevie offered it to Beck. To record, but at the insistence of Barry Gordy, Wonder himself recorded it first. So what did Jeff Beck receive a writing credit on oh, the song? 
That I'm not going to Google that, but that's I'm going to make a note of that. <laughs> that's interesting. Beck was instead offered "Cause We've Ended as Lovers," which he recorded with his uh, Blow by Blow album in 1975. So he took one of the songs and uh, two years later recorded it. I still think that this this version, this rocking version mm-hmm. of Superstition that we just heard, was pretty cool. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't have picked Jeff Beck to I be know, Jeff Beck right? picking out drum beats but too. Jeff Beck isn't known for uh, for being that kind of a you know a friendly dude when it comes to. <laughs> <laughs> he, no, he's I guess like not. he's like the Richie Blackmore. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a little prickly now and then. <laughs> I don't know why he got so good in with the Stevie Wonder. Maybe Stevie couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> everything that Jeff Beck was about. Well, creating drum beats. I mean, you would think that he, you know, would have created some melody of it, or maybe a guitar part for it, yeah, or something like that. Exactly. You never would think that it would be a drum. Never. Beat. No. Yeah. Not in a million years. Aaron's working on the drum uh, part of uh, my song. Of your song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's the development of the song coming? It's going horribly. Do you have a lyric sheet already? I have. have got... I have a shit ton of words. Oh, that's a lot of start. They're no good. <laughs> I need think to of organize them. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I need to organize them as a puzzle, Adam. <laughs> Start throwing darts at him at the Do wall. Do some wordle. Well, that's a, <laughs> now you just... Ru- stank. You just... <laughs> More stank. You just pushed my song back a good three months. <laughs> Settle down, class. It's this week's Rockin' Higher Education Lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee. about funk yeah the funkiest of zeppelin tracks the crunch from uh houses of the holy album and uh one of the members of this story is going to be jeff Beck. a kind, a kind of a funky person okay i'm, I'm here's I'm, a story Anticipating a great story here, Adam. <laughs> I don't know if it's great or not, but it's a story nonetheless. Life was always interesting in the mid-70s. Led Zeppelin were at the top of their game, on stage and off, while in Los Angeles to promote their new Swan Song label. Led Zeppelin dressed in drag for photos that they might use on the next album. No kidding. Yes. After a select few of the band's groupies did their makeup and hair, they took a few pictures and prepped for dinner with ex-Beatle George Harrison. Oh. As one of the groupies recalled, the guys came traipsing into the suite in makeup and dresses, and there's Stevie Wonder sitting there. Ah, no way. (laughs) Come on. Can you imagine? There's Led Zeppelin all in drag, and Stevie Wonder thinks the guy's doing that as a joke on him because he's blind. It didn't so, take... so they told Steve Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take long for Zepp to realize they'd blown this one. And they, the uh, groupie recalled they almost died from embarrassment. No shit. While Wonder may have been just getting acquainted with the British rockers, Harrison had known the group for some time and had been apparently become accustomed to their antics. A year earlier at a birthday party for John Bonham in California, 
Zepp's drummer tossed a fully clothed Harrison and his wife Patty into the home swimming pool. <laughs> that party trick worked well enough, it seems. Harrison continued accepting Zepp dinner invitations after all. But the time the band met uh, Stevie Wonder in drag has to be filed among the band's flops. <laughs> Man, Meeting Stevie Wonder in drag is our Zeppelin 101. think they were testing Stevie Wonder. <laughs> well, he, they didn't know he was going to be there. It was a surprise guest. Stevie Wonder's like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> and they're there and they're makeup and pumps. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sometimes I try to do things and it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. And I get real frustrated. They're like, I try hard to do it. Adam, 1977, buddy. Mm-hmm. Original Fleetwood Mac lead guitarist Peter Green, Adam, yeah, was committed to a medical hospital after threatening an accountant with an air rifle. Threatened to yeah. a medical hospital yeah. or a mental hospital? To a, committed to a mental hospital oh, af- after threatening his accountant with an air rifle. Did he not do the, the proper things with his taxes? No, this, didn't this the, didn't this shelter the, all of his money? This is the weird part. The accountant was trying to deliver a royalty check, but Green insisted he didn't want it. What? That's why he was what? committed. What? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wow, what could that, he possibly that's, object that's to? That's one of the versions of it, because I read a little mm. bit more on this. Oh, good. What else do you have? I think he had returned from Canada, and he wanted some of his money, and he had told somebody that he had, an, he had some kind of a gun. And the accountants feel threatened. Okay. Ended up calling the cops. They went over to uh, Peter Green's uh, house and they arrested him for having You figure if you bring money over to a person. I mean, that's one of the versions of it, so I really don't know. Usually that'll put get somebody to put the, the gun down is if you give them money. <laughs> so you're, 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 I'm bringing money to you. You don't need to have that gun. That's why we use suicidal the tendencies. Uh, <laughs> institutionalized. institutionalized. <laughs> Adam, on a side note, yes. Roberto Agustin Miguel Santiago Samuel Trujillo Veracruz. Did you get that? That was a lot of names. <laughs> That's just one person. One though. person? Roberto Agustin Miguel Santiago Samuel Trujillo Veracruz. Okay. AKA Robert Trujillo from Metallica. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. He was Adam a member of Suicide. Exactly. <laughs> wow. This weekend. Oh yeah. Kiss. Love the song, Adam. This is my song. It's your baby. song. I know this it. It's Mr. Speed, baby. Off of Rock and Roll Over. We're going to play all those songs just right in a row. Today we're rocking, baby. <laughs> Adam. Yes. January the 10th, Adam, of 1977, Adam. Okay. A woman. It was 2005, not 1977. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to do something with all these damn scripts that I have. Anyway, Adam, a uh-huh. woman was doing Gene Simmons. When I saw Jeremy the 10th, what the hell? 
uh, was suing Gene Simmons <laughs> from Kiss for slander, alleging a documentary made her out to be a addicted nymphomaniac. Oh. Georgine Walsh Ward, Adam, at the time she was 53, of New York, said during a VH1 documentary, her photo was flashed up as Simmons talked about his past sexual encounters. Miss mm-hmm. Walsh had dated Simmons for three years when she was a student. In the documentary, Simmons boasted of having sex with over 4,600 women. Oh, <laughs> wow. He kept pretty good numbers. <laughs> wow. 4,600. <laughs> that's, that's some good math skills right there. <laughs> I wonder how he did he keep it in a journal. I mean, was he, was, who was the other guy who had a lot Will, of, Will Chamberlain was, supposedly had yeah. like 25,000 or something oh, like that. Oh, wow. Totally dwarfing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I don't know why he was boasting. <laughs> he didn't have nothing on Will Adam. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> that wasn't even interesting, Adam. <laughs> Adam. Yes, sir. January the twenty eighth, out of nineteen seventy eight. Okay. Van Halen released their first single, Adam. Mm. The cover of the Kinks, "You Really Got Me." It's a good one. 1978. Uh-huh. The Kink, now this is the really cool part about the story. The Kink's Dave Davies yeah. has claimed to dislike Van Halen's rendition of the song and stated of how a concert going once approached him and said, hey, you really did a really good cover of Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> because they made it more famous <laughs> than the original version. <laughs> now, the needless Kinks... To, needless to say, Dave Davis was not... Amused. The Kink's version... Is really rocking and it's really good and I love it. Yeah. But the Van Halen version just <laughs> it totally engulfs it and it's just, metalized. Oh, um, it's, it's, it's metal. It's so much. It's better. hard rocketized. You have all this layering of guitar, just <laughs> mastery all over it. Oh, it's fantastic. If I was Dave Davis, I'd be happy. Yeah, shouldn't he be getting royalty checks on all these things? Oh wait, maybe he get to pull a gun on his accountant and say, hey, don't you bring that Van Halen royalty check over to me. <laughs> it's like, you know, somebody comes up to us and says, hey, you guys would do a good version of the Time and Adam Hart today. <laughs> Listen, asshole. <laughs> you learned to do this in Minneapolis. Where? Yeah, I mean, this is not the kind of music that comes from Minneapolis, Minnesota. No. <laughs> Would you be kind enough, sir, please, to introduce me to Prince? Let's start with the bass player here. Tommy, we're listening to Andre Simone. We're listening Andre to Prince. <laughs> oh, the purple one. Be interviewed by Man, Dick Clark on nice American Bandstand. On Richard Clark. He's 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 uh, introducing his here. bandmates right Dennis now. Dickerson. Okay. And we're talking about uh, Hello, his future. Let's sneak over here, say. I said there's something uh, something about the effect that you. Made a couple of demonstration in records when you were a teenager. You're barely more than that now, are you? Nineteen. Nineteen. Well, you got another wow. year to go before you graduate. How many years ago did you did you make these demos and then uh, have offers on them? And why would you turn it down? No answer, Adam. <laughs> he held up four um, fingers. Four years ago. Oh, let me introduce myself. You were 15 at the time. Yeah. Would they think you didn't know what you were doing? Anyway, Adam. Don't know. 1980. Were you ever disappointed that you didn't let him do that to you? Jerry, the 26, 1980, Adam. Mm-hmm. Prince made his TV debut on the U.S. show American Bandstand. American Bandstand. 
Wow. Were interviewed after his performance, and what was the song he played, Adam? Though? He played "I Want to Be Your Lover." I want to be your lover. And I think he played another one after that. Oh, he did. A shittier song. Oh man, come on, it's Prince. Exactly. When interviewed after his performance, the singer froze and struggled to reply to the questions he was being asked. I think he was just being. He was just being aloof. <laughs> I'm going to use that on my next wordle. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get this. Song, Adam. Man, you're just going over there. It's man. a good one. Shelby. Aerosmith. Yeah. 1981, Adam. Aerosmith Steven Tyler oh, no. was in a nasty motorcycle accident with a 17 year old babysitter. <laughs> Why did he need a babysitter? I don't know. <laughs> Now, this is the sad part about this one. Oh, there's, sad, there's a sad part? Yeah, the, he spends the remainder of the year, Adam, which is this is the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. recovering, which delays the band's next album, oh. Rock in a Hard Place. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's a bad thing. Let's avoid, let's avoid <laughs> the commentary on this one. <laughs> We're going to buzz through these real fast, Adam. What do we got here, man? This is a band called The Past Alive. With their version of Sweet Dreams. Wow. Did, didn't Marilyn Manson do a version of this? Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of a cover of the Marilyn Manson version well, of Sweet know. Dreams. I like this version better. Do you? Yeah. Less rape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Osito looked that one. Oh. I'm sorry, I could do it. It was your idea. <laughs> Adam! Yes. Boy George and Annie Lennox appear on the cover of Newsweek magazine on January the 23rd, 1984, Adam. Okay. The headline says, Britain rocks America again. Those that's, two? That's what they were now. Because is, of those two? They're rocking? Well, check this out. Hold on. Adam. Oh. Fortunately for Newsweek, Adam. Yeah. No one sued for false advertising. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> At least we're rocking now. Sexy style. (laughs) All I had to do when I had COVID, only thing I could do was this right here. Adam, (laughs) relax. This song calls you to relax, Adam. But I, don't, I don't know how you can relax. You got to get up and dance. Did you see the Did you see the uh, the video for this? This video was from uh, I thought it was fairly recently, like the two thousands or something. Oh wow! I think, but there was this is an older song, right? Oh, 1980 something. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute, I'm about to read it. What, okay, good. What am I talking about? Tell me about it. It says Adam, 1984, January 28th, 1984, Adam. Mm-hmm. It says here, real quick, that Frankie Goes to Hollywood started a five-week run at number one on the UK single charts with Relax. They're from over there, so I would imagine they started first over there. Mm. Now, check this out. BBC Radio 1, Adam. Mm -hmm. DJ Mike Reed expressed on air his distaste for both the record's suggestive sleeve and its lyrics. 
he announced his refusal to play the record, not knowing that BBC had already decided that the song was not to be played. Isn't it just telling on you the BBC anyway? Isn't it just telling you to relax? <laughs> What's what could be offensive about that? I don't understand. <laughs> Adam, when you want to come is when you start relaxing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Maybe that's that, a little. Maybe Adam, that's a little suggestive. Adam, I don't know. That's how that works. Nah, bro. You, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Historic hip hop rapizzle moment. Yo. Adam. Yeah. I've been dying to do a rapizzle for the past. Let's do it right now. That's my song. Maybe it's your song because it has elements of Van Halen in this song. You just oh, I, I, I messed it up again. Adam, <laughs> I screwed up Meatloaf, and you screwed up. <laughs> you screwed up this one. Adam. Damn it! Dagnabbit! I just matter of fact, what, I just called the outro. I don't, that's, all, that's all I know. <laughs> Alex's drums at the beginning, and then later on a little bit of Adam. Adam, there is some history to this, Adam. All right, let's have history. Okay. 1989, Adam, January the 23rd, 1989. Tone Loke, Adam. Tone Loke. Released his album, his debut album. Loke. After that, not Tone Loke. Did this come out at the same time as he was also a detective on uh, Ace Ventura? Uh, no. no. At the time, he was only credited as a rapper. Oh, he was only a rapper. Okay. He's later on, he became an actor, voice actor, uh, a whole bunch of other bullshit. Okay. That, you know, anyway. So released on January the 23rd, 1989, Via, Delicious Via. Oh, wow. <laughs> That sounds very tasty. <laughs> it was handed, uh, which was handled by some dudes there. Anyway, uh, Tone Loke, Adam, mm -hmm. the single Wow Thing. Did it also have Funky Cold it Medina? Did, Adam, and it. also got I Got It Going On. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Was just, we're talking about rap hizzle. I got to get, right, right. get the lingo. Yeah, down. you got to say it right. You know that. Put the right inflection. Well, everybody was, <laughs> you know, this week they announced that a Snoopy Dog mm -hmm. will be on the Super Bowl halftime show. I think it's Dre, it's Snoop, it's Eminem, uh, maybe Nate Dog as well. Uh, Two dogs. Already. Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Mary yes, J. Yes, he's very nice. I like her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, it's funny because they were mentioning crip walking. Do you know what crip walking is, Adam? What is that? That's is that where they're in shackles and they're being taken into the uh, <laughs> the facility by a, an armed <laughs> escort? <laughs> is that is that what that is? I want to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not right? No, it's not oh, right. Well, it's that it? dance they do, Adam. Oh. oh. <laughs> with the plain shirts and just with the button on the top. Oh, okay. And they got the, the, the I don't know which bandana, the, the colors, a red one, I think it is. A blue, blue, uh, for, the, blue for the Crips. Know. That's well, the, the Bloods, obviously. That's the Crip walking, yeah. Adam. That's what that is. Okay. Anyway, going back. Well, you know, Tone Loke's from L.A. What can I tell you? It just, it right. just popped into my head. Anyway, yeah. Adam, the song uses an uncredited sample, Adam. Oh, Of no. Van Halen's Jamie's Crying, Adam. Yeah. Legend says. 
Okay. That even when Alex Van Halen heard, hey, that's not really my song. Okay. <laughs> he, he didn't claim <laughs> he, any ownership. He didn't even claim. And then the funny thing is, uh, uh, these guys that I had mentioned, this production company out of Delicious Vinyl, they could have paid, I think it was uh, a basic standard fee for using the sample of $5,000. At the time. So anyway, they end up going to court. At the end of it all, they got paid $150,000, Adam. Oh, that's not a lot. That's not not really a lot, really. Adam. This is a number one hit, wasn't it? Yes, but the loss, exactly. And that's what Alex said. The loss to them was $145,000. Yeah, I guess. That seems unfair that you're able to just, oh, we're going to take part of this famous song, and we're just going (laughs) to include it in my song. For five grand, it's a flat fee. And and Alex's attitude towards it was uh, plainly simple. Like they made more money than that on that. So who's the real losers here? <laughs> <laughs> and that Adam was today's hip hop rap hizzle. That was. And you took you took completely the wind out of me on that one. The the kiss I, one I, sucked. I, I didn't the mean rap hizzle. <laughs> That's, that's the only tone loke fact that I know. He's, he's stealing from Van Halen. And Ace Ventura. What do we have here, Adam? We got uh, four or five California raisins <laughs> singing I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Uh, Adam, and this is going to be a real fast one, Adam. Okay. The California raisins. <laughs> yeah. Probably one of the ugliest animation things out there. <laughs> Except for the saxophonist, he's cool. Okay. Uh, I heard it through the grapevine, Adam. Yes. Peaked at 84 on the Billboard's Hot 100, Adam. It made the charts? Yeah. The, the California did, yes, did, Raisins yes, made the charts? 1987, what? Are you kidding me? Adam, I shit you not. This is man. not good. That's why I added it, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> did you like enjoy that commercial, the California Raisins commercial? I couldn't believe it took off. It was a big thing. It was just completely out of control. It was like a whole series of things. Like, it was the like the, it was like shit? the Geico caveman. You'd see him all the time. <laughs> That's great, though. <laughs> I like the caveman better than the races. Moving on. Oh yeah! It took me a second. It was the raisins threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Tommy, this is, this is Soundgarden, and they got hands all over. Oh, wow. Soundgarden, Adam, 1990. Mm-hmm. January the 27th, 1990, Adam. Okay. Soundgarden became, guess what? The first grunge band to make the Hot Billboard 100, Adam. For the album? For their first album? Is Louder Than Love, Adam. Ooh. Yep. It showed up at 168. Grunge wasn't even a term, wasn't that's even right. a word at this no, point. That's right. right. That week, Phil Collins, but seriously, was number one, Lord. Hmm. The album album peaked at 108 in March. So it only lasted, what, two months? Two there. months, yeah. That's, the, uh, yeah. that's not a lot. Louie Louie, Adam. Louie Louie, this is an old song, right? Yeah. It's really old. But you remember this one, I'm sure. Do I? You why why do I remember one? this? Hey, I know that singer. That's Bob Plant right there. <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> but not as long as Roberto. No, no. 
Not 20, Mr. 27 Names. He doesn't have 30,000 names on <laughs> Robert Platt, Adam, Louis, Louis. Yeah. January the 28th, 1994, Adam. Paul and Linda McCartney mm-hmm. attended the premiere, Adam, of Wayne's World 2 in London. Okay. The couple went to the Hard Rock Cafe where the film star Mike Myers presented them with a check for LIPA, the Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts, for $42,000 from the sale of Linda's Vegetarian Burgers, Adam. Okay. Now, this song right here was off of the Wayne's World 2 uh, soundtrack. Oh, okay. That's why uh, probably go see the Wow. But why? <coughs> where? So why did were the Wayne's World people, were they advertising Linda McCartney's vegan burgers? I guess so, man. Those are those things that... I don't know that the. Uh, this was a long time ago. This is not this the Beyond yeah, Burger. Yeah, this is like this is probably like a shit like piece of beans, basically bean burger. I don't know what to tell you, man. But that's what that's what celebrities do. They they do fundraisers and you know hmm. foundations and shit. I don't fucking know. forty two grand. That's, 40, that's pretty. That's, that's all right. All. For Liverpool, absolutely. <laughs> wow, well, we are moving out, Adam. We're just spinning these out. <laughs> this is a good song though, right here. Pretty cool song. Billy Joel. Ooh. Moving out. One of the cool things about Billy Joel songs mm-hmm. that they're storytelling they're songs. stories, yes. Absolutely right. You know, if you it's it's hard enough to try to get to re- rhyme, rhyme words mm-hmm. and try to get them to be, you know, some kind of in sync uh, synchronicity with them. Mm-hmm. But this guy, for some reason, Billy Joel has that that fluctuation, you know, in an Italian restaurant, yeah. uh, piano man. Yeah. Maybe that's... Even the, the, pressure, Adam. Maybe that's the direction you need to go with your new song. You need to turn it into a story song. Yeah, you just said it back now, another five months. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, 2003. Oh. Now you're busting my balls. No, no, no. I'm getting, trying to help out. <laughs> January 26, 2003, Adam. Uh-huh. Billy Joel was airlifted. Mm. Another accident. To a hospital after his car smashed Mm. into a tree. This other accident. This this happens. This this happens to Billy Joel. This other accident that we spoke about was a motorcycle. Yeah. The singer lost control of his Mercedes S500. I wouldn't know what that is. Is that like a super expensive Mercedes? I mean, obviously, the control is terrible on those. (laughs) (laughs) They're 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 totally out of control. Check this out. It skidded for 100 yards before crashing. The accident happened, Adam. Hmm. Woe is Billy Joel in the Hamptons in New York, Adam. No. How, how horrible is that? Was Adam? anybody with him? I don't know. I don't know. Was this when he was still with uh, Christy Brinkley? 2003, I don't think so. No. no. The Uptown Girl, no. no nope. Not really. No. All right. We're glad he's better. Of course. Wow, Adam, we're funking it tonight, baby. Yeah. Extra funk. I mean, stank. This, I mean, this morning. <laughs> we started with the stank. There you go, right there, Adam. I love it when you're back, Adam. <laughs> Adam. Yes, sir. 2015. Okay. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I don't. I mean, uh, it was six years ago. I don't know, seven years ago. Check this out. Crazy. Funk legend, Adam. Sly Stone. Sly Stone. From this wonderful song we're just listening to right now, I want to thank you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. For letting me be myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, was awarded at him $5 million in missed royalties by a Los Angeles court. 
2015, the singer claimed his former manager, Gerald Goldstein, and lawyer Glenn Stone had cheated him out of his earning dating back more than 20 years. So, what, 2015 would have made it 2005. It would have made 1995. So these royalties for the past 20 years. So that's the channel. He gets royalty checks, and they go straight to the management and accountant. Is that how that goes? I guess so. I just, that's and then this never filtered down to Mr. Slystone. Some way, somehow. In 2011, it was reported he was homeless. What? Yeah. And he had five million dollars in the rears that hadn't been hadn't gotten to him yet. Somewhere in there is this. So, uh, <clears throat> gets better here. Oh, good. Uh, he was living in a camper in van uh, in a camper van after falling on hard times and fighting drug addiction problems. Mm. What are the chances a musician well. fighting fighting drug addiction problems? Adam, mm-hmm. the suit had been filed though in twenty on twenty nine uh, January two thousand and ten. It took exactly, Adam, five years wow. to be awarded, and it was down $45 million. Wow. Is that, Holy Is that crap. a rip-off or what? That's insane. <laughs> Poor dude. Literally. Yeah. Tommy, I think this might be your song. It is Adam, it is. Super Not Adam by Black Sabbath. Yes. Oh, let me calm down. I just scaled into Your adrenaline mic. just shot I know, right I through know, the roof. I, I had another uh, a high school flashback of playing this record, man. Mm. This record was, uh, I think this is the early 70s. Is this off of volume four? Volume number four. It is, right? Yeah. And, you know, my buddy had the record and play and I'm like it was already about six seven years old the record you know this is 1979 1980 by mm-hmm. the time I you know I I, I can I that Black Sabbath caught up to me right and I just remember super not I just <laughs> what's what's the other song off of this uh off of this record oh god man it's, I don't remember oh my god my brain just fried on me <laughs> just <laughs> just by listening to super <laughs> not man it's just like it's just it's like whoa it's a great song. Well, it's not a visual it, medium, but uh, for the people at home listening, you you stood up, you started throwing some kicks oh, around. Man, you, you got a face that said, "Either I'm in pain or I have the most intense did, pleasure right now did it, did because it, of this did, song." Did it turn? Did it turn all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> did it turn all red? Yes. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's just let's just move on, Adam. Okay. Yeah, I just flashed back really hard on that. <laughs> There it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is a this is the guilty pleasure of doing this damn podcast, Adam. Black Sabbath Adam bassist Geezer Butler. Adam, Geezer. Yeah. Was arrested after officers were called to the Corkscrew Saloon. Mm-hmm. Or Saloon. How do you how do you pronounce that word? Saloon? Saloon. In Furnace Creek Ranch, down at beautiful Death Valley, California. Mm-hmm. Actually in the National Park of Death Valley. The 65-year-old bassist, Adam, was arrested for misdemeanor assault, public intoxication, and vandalism after a fight broke out in the bar. Mm. Here is probably a lot of people, when they mention bassist, they don't mention Geezer Butler. But he is the thumping thunder of Black Sabbath. And And they need thunder because they're so... 
dark so and dark, foreboding, yeah, yeah. and you need that bottom end to just kind of solidify everything. So yes, he's so, a, yeah, he's a yeah. vital component. So can you imagine that arrest? His keys are butlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Drunk, drunk as hell. Drunk off his ass. I'm keys are butler, damn it. <laughs> it's 2005. You know who Ozzy is? I made him, damn it. <laughs> Like, he's he's got to mention somebody else. He can't say, like wait a minute, I know you're a geezer. I can tell right now. You don't need to tell me. Just calm down, sir. <laughs> Some copy is 25 years old. So what the hell is this guy? 2015, I only know who Nickelback is. <laughs> Go see, let's hit the next one. Let's cool. That must have been a weird arrest. All right, Adam. I got my breath. Oh, good. We have another entry from The Who. We do, man. You better, you bet. Wow. 2012, Adam. Uh huh. Pete Townsend sells the publishing rights to the songs he has written to the Spirit Music Group, Adam. 2012. That's a long time ago. I know. I know. I know. Artists are doing that now, where they sell like their entire catalog to some organization for like a big lump sum, selling away the rights. But this is a long time ago. It, it included four hundred songs, Adam. Four hundred? Yeah, most of which he wrote for the Who. Wow, Ooh, that's crazy, isn't it? Now, does it, that include ones that he co-wrote with Roger Daltrey or something? Because if, if Roger Daltrey had some say, I mean, maybe. He's given away Pete Townsend's portion. Like if it's a split royalty thing, maybe Pete Townsend's portion goes to this other spirit group or whatever it is. Anyway, Adam, mm. I was just gonna tell you this. I want to know the math. This is a genius move. Okay. Okay, because when you die, my thought is when you die, you don't take it with you. Enjoy here now, you know. And uh, I'm glad you say that because I had a little note here that I had wrote out my own here. Mm. Since you're writing stuff on your own, I'm gonna start writing stuff on my own. Oh, too. good, good. You know, how, you know how many artists lately, as you said, are selling their music? A lot. It seems like it's happening all the time. You know, Bruce what, Springsteen. Yeah. What did yeah, Bruce Springsteen? That's right. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, again, he has enough money for ages. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. What did Pete Townsend knew back then that they didn't? Because I think it was coming out like in Cadillac commercials and or I don't know. It was like in car commercials. I, some yeah. of that music was coming out, but I think I also think that Zeppelin songs were coming out as well. well. They were, but uh, the Who I always associate with the CSIs because it was always on the intro to the CSI oh, yeah, TV shows. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I never saw that. <laughs> I knew, I know of it. I never seen. I there, not... there were different versions of CSIs, yeah, it was and each true. one would have like a different Who song as their theme song. Oh, there you go. So there you go. That's how you familiarize. But that. I thought a long time ago, it was. Ownership was the was the way because there was the rift between Paul McCartney and uh, Michael Jackson because they were talking about investments and investments was uh, getting the the songwriting uh, getting a person's catalog and then you're you're getting the royalties from that catalog. Paul McCartney was telling Michael Jackson about this in yeah, investment in his, his ranch then, in Arizona. Yeah, and then Michael Jackson went and. Bought like the Beatles catalog or something, <laughs> yeah, and then pissed off. It was pissed like off Bob know, McCartney, like a four hundred million dollar dick move. Yeah, I, I was, yeah, yeah. I something like that. that. Yeah, so yeah. I thought I thought it was all about ownership of your stuff. Just 
you want to keep it and hold on to it forever. But now people are selling it away for whatever. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars, but still. There are song lyrics. I never brag how real I keep it, because it's the best secret. There are also lyrics that will captivate your imagination. And then there are the Tommy and Adams hard-to-name podcast lyrics that will... Blow your mind! Adam, I'm going to cut that. <laughs> I swear to you. Why? That's one, of my, that's one of my favorite ones right there. Anyway, Adam, in the last... Right behind the rap whistle. <laughs> Adam, yeah. uh, last podcast about seven years ago. <laughs> I think it was this calendar year, actually. It was, it was. Okay. We spoke about the death of uh, Neil Peart, Adam. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, now back, Adam, in 1980... Rush released Adam Permanent Waves. They did. This month, back in 1980, mm. their seventh studio album, okay. The Spirit of Radio Adam, was on that That's song. a big That's one. That's a great That's song, a big isn't hit. it? Yep. They helped made it reach top five in the U.S. album charts, and it peaked Adam at number four. Mm. The album represents a new direction in the band. The songs are becoming denser and more, Adam, mm. radio-friendly at that point. With permanent waves. Yes, not as many long, epic, uh, three-part songs. Mm -hmm. None of that. None of that progish stuff. Adam mm -hmm. setting the stage for the upcoming moving pictures. But before that, Adam, we're gonna listen to this one off of that record, baby. Yeah. Free will. Ooh, man. Here come out the heavy hitter this week. It's political, Adam. We love political. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We don't. We love laughing at him. Go see, they'll cut that. Uh oh. Pausing. Oh. Adam. Thank you. Free will. Everybody loves free will. Not just the song. Do they? Not just the song. No, wait a minute. When I say everybody, I take that back. You're right. I think people like restriction. Right. Oh. Critical thinkers, Adam, love free will. Yes. I take that back. This is how this wrong starts. There are those yes. who think that life has nothing left to chance. Mm. Mm -hmm. right. A host of holy horrors to direct our aimless dance. Wow. Isn't that heavy? Yeah. Host of holy what you, horrors. What, that, I didn't even know that was the lyric. <laughs> I was going to say. The host of holy horrors? You know, I was listening to all the playbacks of them, but. It's every single time you talk about that you never listen to these damn lyrics. I, wait, I, was I, thinking, I know I was, some of them. And, and I was thinking to myself, this. I said, this has to be one that Adam knows about. I know some of them. The host of holy horrors. I, I, I would never put those words together. Do you have the gist of this song? Choose free will. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, I want you, freedom. Please. You, you may be, a, you may be a, a, a puzzle genius, but you're a lyrical imbecile. Yeah, I just sit, I kick back. I relax and I say, <laughs> "Entertain you, me." You get caught up in that beat that is just entertain was, me. That was moving. That was moving me. Yes. Okay. So there. So here we go. There are those who think that life has nothing left to chance. Yes. There's people that say, "Hey, you know what? Life isn't just to be out there on you know left field doing whatever you feel like doing." Okay. That's what they think. Right. That a host of holy horrors to direct our aimless dance. In other words, you have to be threatened. 
by all these bad things to set you kind of like in the right path. Mm. It's only under threat that you follow the, the proper yes, path. Yes, exactly. You're, oh. you're, you're feeling it okay, now, okay, okay. You're feeling it, Adam. With your direction, I'm starting to feel. Now, check this out. A planet of playthings. We dance on the strings of powers we cannot perceive. Hmm. All right, Adam? A planet of playthings, okay? Okay. We are the playthings. We're the ones on the strings. That's what we're thinking. We're being, we're being controlled by a puppet master. And when we say we, we're considering the great population, okay. the, the collective. Okay. Right? Right. As in, it looks like almost everybody's and, complying. And probably like the middle and lower class. Yeah, it could be, yeah. The elites are probably hold, are the holding, yes. holding the puppet yes. strings. Gotcha. The stars aren't aligned or the gods are maligned. In other words, we don't think that the stars are aligning for us or the gods are bad. Mm. Gods are going to create some kind of evil, do some kind of Loki shit on us. So we're, we're thinking this all about some hocus pocus. That's right. Blame is better to mm. give than receive. Yes, I don't want to receive blame. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you want to give it. Well, I don't like to be accusatory, but anyway, yes, I don't want to <laughs> receive blame. Why'd you leave this floor out here all wet? <laughs> Go see, back that up just a little bit, mm. and let's let's hear this lyrical masterpiece uh, at, at the beginning of this lyrical. Okay, we're almost there, Adam. We're at, we're at the beginning. Goes right into the fast beat, really quick. Okay, here it goes. One of the good radio-friendly Rush songs. Oh yeah, love it. Here we go. You'll never catch that if you're listening to this. If you're listening to the beat, here comes the second part of this verse. Check it out! Check it out! You're feeling it. I can see that. Now let's. Now, no, no, don't, st don't, don't stop it, Gosilo. Okay. Okay. Now listen to the pre-chorus. Let it play out. Bam. Stop it right there, Gosilo. Mm. Now, Adam, what do you think? <laughs> you can choose a ready guide in some celestial voice. In other words, you can choose this cookie cutter instruction from some celestial voice. You can voice. choose like some pre-selected path. A doctrine. Just follow a, the direction of some other, which would set you through, maybe through safety. Or maybe we'll guide you to despair. You don't know, but you're going to follow this path. Because it's coming from a celestial voice. Because it's coming from somebody with influence and power. That's right. Now, it could be political. It could be familiar. It could be religious. Sure. Of course. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. That's a choice. The choice is not to decide. I love that. Love it. Do you feel the pressure that I have now to come up with lyrics? Well, you could just go through the Rush songbook. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Anyway, you could choose from phantom fears and kindness that can kill. 
So this is this is choosing the different paths that you could live. You could live one of a fearful existence or one where you are uh, kind to everyone and uh, maybe uh, a doormat, maybe be abused by people. Because it can still can kill. Sure. Yeah. But this is the genius of Neil Peart, okay? Mm-hmm. You went through all this doom and gloom. He's already told you you're fucking up mm. by not critically thinking, okay. for not thinking on your own. Well, he's, say, he's saying you have this choice. You're choosing your, your way through this world. And if you choose to follow this path or this path, it's, it's on you. But understand the blame is on you because you're still chosen to go that way. Now, in his song, well, his lyrics. As per usual. Check this out. I will choose, Adam, mm-hmm. a path that's clear. Hmm. Okay. I will choose free will. And this is what I want to talk about this. Or maybe you and I can discuss. Okay. A path that you choose on your own is a clear path. Okay. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, an adventurous path. I'm, not, I'm just talking about the path that you usually choose. Nine times out of ten is one that's clear in your mind. This is where I want to go. Not necessarily physically, mm. but in your mind, for some reason, you're saying, okay, when you're doing land navigation. You have a destination. You have a, you have a life goal that you want to attain, and you are setting yourself on that path that you believe is going to take you there. Now, it might not, but the clarity is at that point, this is the way I have to go. Now, check this right? out. You've done land navigation, I'm sure. Yes. Now you've I've shot an azimuth in my day. Yes, you're just, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. Because <laughs> you're counting, you're, you're shooting your azimuth, you're doing your calculations, and you're walking. And sometimes when you're walking, that path is not clear. But you shot that azimuth. Right. That's right. And there's that fucking tree right there. Wait a minute. Is this the rock I was looking at, or is that the fucking rock? <laughs> right. But still, that's the path you choose because you actually calculated. It was clear enough for you. Bam, you're going to go in that direction. Yes. If you uh, have the courage, Adam, is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, again, that's just my interpretation of his art. Of course. It could mean something completely different to you. It could mean completely different to any of our listeners, right? Okay. It's telling me right there, I will choose the path that's clear. I will choose free will. All right. Are you I, feeling me? You I, have to have the courage, Adam. It's not like somebody chose it. Now, when you're a child, Adam, mm-hmm. your path usually is guided for is, you. Is chosen for you. And if a parent is halfway cognizant, knowing that life is it's pretty crazy, it's the wild, wild world out there, mm-hmm. I think a parent's responsibility is to teach their kids to question stuff. Not to be disrespectful, but to question it. That way, critical thinking, Adam, mm-hmm. will avoid them to be guided either be by some religious fanatic, mm-hmm. by some political idiot. They have fans just like anybody else. Or somebody from your family that's ma- manipulative. Don't leave. Don't leave. It's cold out there, you know. But they're still, you know, taking your check as, as you know, if you're living in their home. Anyway, that's what. That's how I got. So it. this song, to you, is a warning for the people listening to this song to use critical thinking. Yes. As you go through life. Absolutely. Hmm. That's what I think, Adam. When I was a kid, I used to always. Uh, Come up with these crazy ass questions in Sunday school, and just try to be a complete asshole. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. trying to try to be funny, trying to it, stump the uh, the teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, m- my pastor at the time is a guy who I highly respect. Great dude. He was a general manager in an office furniture company. I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Great guy. Uh, uh, Juan Candelario was the guy's name. 
He told me. Did he I, pitch for the Angels? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> he is a veteran good guy. He was a great guy. Uh, I, I have fond memories of this guy. Okay. Anyway, and he told me this, and you know, he, he would always call me Thomas the Didymus. You know, the unbeliever, the uh, oh. the doubting Thomas. The doubting Thomas. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, gotcha, yes, yes, gotcha, yes. You gotcha. call me that. Let me put my fingers in your holes yes, of your exactly. hands. Yes, <laughs> exactly. He, he told me my name was befitting me, right? Oh, At the time, okay. I didn't know what, even know how, it was like, what, 14, 15, whatever. Like, what, what is this guy talking about? But I remember him telling me this. Test. And, and, and Dad, why'd you name me after this doubting guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's another story. <laughs> but he told he tells me, he says, test the spirits. Test the know, spirits. Here's this, I'm a preteen, you know, maybe in my early teens, whatever it was. And I'm thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about? You know, I was just trying to be an asshole here, and this guy's, you know, Mm-hmm. Laying some kind of knowledge on me. What he was telling me is, don't listen and act verbatim on what they're telling you. Listen to what they're saying. Analyze it, then go for me. He says, that's the reason why we have so many phony balonies out there. Because you have blind people that will take it, that are so insecure that they will go with whatever. Just because they feel a little bit safer maybe with the herd. They'll follow them to the end. And I think at the time, the Gujana thing with Jim Jones was happening or oh. had happened. Nice. So, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, test the spirit. I got it. You know, just don't take it. At, you know, ask, research a little bit. This is what Neil is telling you. He's telling you, use your critical thing. Anyway, Adam, another uh, verse of it says, each of us a cell of awareness, imperfect and incomplete. He's telling us that, right? Okay. Hmm. Genetic blends with uncertain ends on a fortune hunt that's uh, for too fleet. I don't understand that part, but, you know, it's all good. That's four, two fleet. Fleet as in like a, you know, like a fleet of boats. Or fleet like a fleeting moment. Yep. It's it, too short of time. So the, the actually the verse before that one says, All preordained, hmm. a prisoner in chains, a victim of venomous fate. Hmm. Yes. Kicked in the face, you can pray for a place in heavenly, unearthly estate. In other words, you, you're getting all messed up. You're getting jacked up. You're getting moved around. But go. you know what? Don't worry about it. Just pray for a heavenly place because that's where when you die, that's where you're going to go. Hmm. Do you think that's what he's saying? That's what I think he's saying there. Yeah, so it's all preordained. In other words, already predestined for you, right? Okay. The doctrine of predestination. A prisoner in chains, Adam. Mm-hmm. A victim in venomous fate. I don't think he means it literal. I do not think. For a minute, he means that literally. Okay. You know, unless you're in some kind of country that persecutes religion. I think this is the part where he actually goes for religion on this one. Then he goes into the, you know, the verse again. You can choose an already guide in some celestial voice. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. You can choose your phantom fears and kindness that can kill. I will choose a path that clears that of me. I will choose free will. Yep. Now, I didn't know uh, Neil Peart to be a religious type. No, I thought he was absolutely, absolutely not. not religious. No. Okay, but it it sounds like you are saying that you believe he's leaving the listener with the idea that there is a a, a no. heavenly gift at the end. Yeah, no, you. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He's saying okay. suffer all this bad stuff, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, you're in chains. Uh-huh. It's already preordained, right? You're gonna go through all this. It's already your fate. All but right. pray for a heavenly place. That'll make you, I guess, makes you feel a little bit better. As it makes, you makes all the pain this. tolerable because yeah. you think you're going to get something nice. Yeah, you're, you're still not thinking that, hey, wait a minute, I can step outside and walk away from this, you know, this, this prison of being chained. And I'm not talking about literal. 
Right. Talk about me, my mental, maybe, sure, sure, maybe sure. emotional. Gotcha. Just, I'm going to accept it because, you know, it's already set the way it's set. Mm. What the hell? I, 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 let me just continue getting abused. Mm. No. But he goes right back into it. He says, you made a choice. You made a choice to stay there. Not me. I'm going to choose free will. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely beautiful. This has been one of the best uh, having your mind blown by lyrics. What is it called? <laughs> <laughs> lyrics that'll blow your mind. <laughs> How about we just play it out? Adam? The Tommy and Adams hard to name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. <laughs> Adam. Yes, sir. Rock and roll birthday, baby. Born on this day. Mm-hmm. Guess who, Adam? Edward Van Halen. You know it, man. Give us some volume. You want to hear more of that? Absolutely. Edward Van Halen. Listen to us from the Time and Adam Hard to Name podcast as we salute me. <laughs> Adam. Dutch guitarist with Van Halen. Yes. Who had in 1984 a big ass hit called Jump. Before that, he had everything else you could imagine. Right. You know, Van Halen one or just Van Halen. Women and children first, Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Name some of them. Just rattle <laughs> a few Fair off. warning. There you go. Van Halen two Fo- is in there. Follow my lead, Adam. Diver Wake Down up. is in there. Wake up, Adam. <laughs> we'll have coffee. And then he switched out singers and had more hits. 5150. <laughs> yeah. OU812. That's right. Thank you, Adam. For unlawful car knowledge. <laughs> Balance. Adam, he passed away 6th of October 2020, Adam. Yes. Sad day for us here anyway. Very sad. Let's move on. Adam, who we got there? This was on Sammy Hagar's rock and roll road trip, and it's uh, the Foo Fighters singing Skies in the Neighborhood. Very cool. So keep it down. I like this, Adam. The singer of this, Adam, give us a, a preamble of who that might be. That might be Dave Grohl, a popular rock and roll singer. Guitarist and drummer. Adam! Yes. <laughs> On January 14th, 1969, Adam. Yes. David Grohl was born. He was born? <laughs> yes. Nice. American musician, songwriter, record producer, etc., etc. Jack of all trades. A man who has entertained us many times uh, in person, Adam, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. on records and TV. Now they're coming out with that movie here pretty soon. Oh, yes. <laughs> Studio 666. Yeah, he's going to be on the big screen. That's right, Adam. Anyway. I love it. Uh, also, Adam, quick mention here, January 26, 1961, Tom Kiefer of the band Cinderella, Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam, January 25th, 1980. And this is very fitting, Adam, because we're going to go into this segment right after her. It's going to be Miss Alicia Keys, Adam. Oh. She was born, Adam, in 1980, January 25th. Nice. Isn't that nice? She's really good. Yeah, she is. She's excellent. Good looker, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she is that? So. She- she, she, her name is Keys, and she plays the keys. That's right, baby. It's that, very nice. Actually, her real name is oh, no. Alicia Arguello Cook, Adam, born in Hell's Kitchen, New York. I bet she can cook as well. <laughs> Are you going to take me home tonight?
closet anymore at <laughs> he was no part of it oh. and a matter of fact it actually adam yeah yeah what, what happened here <laughs> go see who's manning the board damn it he's really excited in there i'm telling you <laughs> you came out of nowhere with that bullshit <laughs> adam this week i don't think uh agent x3 adam has the honors oh <laughs> It's Godzilla. It's a Godzilla. It's Godzilla. It's a Godzilla. I knew we were gonna get content out of him today. <laughs> He's feeling daring, Adam. I guess so. so. Uh, okay, okay. So let's just let's go right into it, Adam. Here we go. Oh, here we go. It's loading. Hmm. Oh, there it is. Oh, Adam, what do we have here? Has it popped up on yours? Oh, it has, Adam. Well, this is a site called Miss Yozilla. What? Yozilla? It has it has a Zilla. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let me spell it out. It's M I S S Y O Z I L L A. Miss Yozilla. I don't believe it, Adam. <laughs> I don't believe it for a what? second. What? How, how did he possibly no, select this one? Agents T and A. He must have been mad at him. <laughs> I was Agent uh, T, and you were A. Oh, and we have found an Agent G. <laughs> he was jealous, Adam. Of uh, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Adam. Yes. He commandeered, I believe, again, the... Uh, the Datacoba the, accounts? No, the, 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 well, see, let me see. Uh, followed by Gosilo, yes. <laughs> wow, jeez. Adam. Wow. This one has Gosilo all over it. <laughs> Do you think? A little bit? It has some of his favorite things in here, obviously. Oh, two of his favorite things. And it's very popular. Do you see that there's 1.6 million Holy followers? Macaroni. This is one of the bigger ones we've ever had. Adam, do the uh, do the honors on this one. This one Cielo. is simply entitled Miss Yozia. <laughs> spelling. Spelling for everyone at home. M-I-S-S-Y-O-Z-I-L-L-A. Miss Yozilla. Is that, is, that, is that correct? Adam. Yes. Yes, sir. We didn't get any content from Gosilo last week. Nothing I, at all. Now I know why. <laughs> you think he's been deep and immersed in this he's one? He's building guns. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you threw out your old cash there, Gosilo? <laughs> probably. That's what Adam said. He probably couldn't even get off this page. He found this one and he, no. he couldn't leave. No, I'm sure he... Oh. You hear that? Adam, what's that? You hear that? 
That can't be good. Hey, what you watching? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. There he goes, oh, Ash. out of here again. He jetted again. Man. Oh, he's back in the closet. He's got the same reaction to this every time. Oh, I can't believe this. I think he's increased the fortifications in there. <laughs> How does he do that with those little hands? <laughs> oh, he's got electronics. <laughs> he set an alarm. <laughs> Cosilo, he's gone. It's just Jesus. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. It's like he's been neutered over there. He's been gone for... He, he's been gone a good two months from this show. I know. <laughs> totally taken aback. First, first Jesus. Cosilo, Jesus is a cosplayer. <laughs> Who's, if anybody's going to hell, it's Jesus. Maybe he's been trying to go straight. The fake one. And he's relapsed. That this was a relapse. <laughs> he took off. He, he even used he even uses firepower to, to fly to that door. He used all means necessary. He did the twinkle toes. He, he did the stomping. And he did the the, the atomic oh, breath. Oh man, go see him. What have you gotten yourself into while you were gone? Adam, let's how go we, back. How do we go on? Adam, this? Adam, let's go back. Wait a minute. Adam. Yeah? Even the Lord of the G-Strings is out. Did he pull the plug for us? I don't know what he, happened. Did he shut us down? Oh, man. No way. Oh, man. I wanted to see Miss Yozia. <laughs> That's not good. Is that... Give it a refresh, Adam. Re... Hold on. Maybe... Give it a refresh. Re no. Reloading. No, Adam. I don't hear the jingle jangle. That's it's not working. That's it for us. In the what the heck? Everybody's going to be I'm, upset. I'm going to call it, Adam. Damn it. I'm going to call it. It's difficult it. being more mature than your father. Adam Gosito leaves for, you know, he did that one that one video and Jesus showed up and he hid for about three weeks. Have we lost him again for it's a not, long period of time now? Gosito's not even the real one. It's Jesus, <laughs> I can't believe that. Did you see his last video? I think I told you that at the beginning of the show. It says, I don't even think we're going to get a season three now, Adam. <laughs> oh, do you think it's canceled? I think so. Oh, no, he scrapped it. That's not good. Let's just move on. It's Cosino's fault. I guess we'll still have some hashtag. I hope so. What the frijoles? Oh, Tommy. <laughs> Let's go oh, to Asia. Adam. Can we go I, to Asia for Adam, a bit? I, hold up. Every time we oh, get yes. every time we get a thunderclap in here, there's a problem. I, yeah, it used to be the gods, <laughs> the gods looking down on us and correcting us and scolding us for whatever we're we're doing against the, the rock gods. And now it's Godzilla. Godzilla running away from Jesus. And it's H-E-Y, Adam. Z. Hey! U-E-S. Hey, Zeus. <laughs> hey, Zeus. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, let's talk about <laughs> different ways of uh, burial. We, we've gone through a different different ways, different means of burial, dis disposing of bodies. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, funeral stuff, yeah. Funeral stuff, yes. There is a, in Asia, as I said, in the... Uh, in your favorite continent. <laughs> in the Tibetan region and uh, parts of China and Mongolia. Oh, wow. 
So we're in the, we're at high altitudes here. Yep. It's called sky burial. Have you heard of a sky burial? Mm, it was a water burial that they give Bin Laden's. That's, yes. That's the one. I haven't Davy seen Jones a, Locker <laughs> yeah, for that guy. I haven't seen a sky one sky yet. Sky burial. It is a funeral practice. You think they could have shot him in the air? <laughs> and and take as, it, taking some shots at him as it's coming down? As a, <laughs> I wouldn't have been against it. Um, a sky burial is a funeral practice in which a human corpse... And then they tell him, psych, Saddam was waiting for his... But it's just his body because his head popped off, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, a sky burial is a funeral practice in which a human corpse is placed on a mountaintop to decompose oh. while exposed to the elements or to be eaten by scavenging animals. Wow. That's not quite a... That's kind of gruesome. That's not a lot of a burial, is it? That's a sky burial? A sky burial, yes. Wow. Uh, it's... Yes, in those regions of uh, China, Mongolia, and Tibet. Uh, burial practices where deceased are exposed to the elements and birds of prey are s- beset upon them oh, wow. to pick away whatever is left behind. Uh, the majority of Tibetan people and Mongols adhere to a certain type of Buddhism which teaches the transmigration of spirits. There's no need to preserve the body as it is now an empty vessel. Birds may eat it, or nature may cause it to decompose. The function of the sky burial is to simply dispose of the remains as in the most generous way possible. Let nature take care of exactly. it. Exactly. In much of Tibet and King Hai, the ground is too hard and rocky to dig a grave. And since they're up so high at such high altitudes, they're above the tree line, uh, getting wood to start fires <laughs> to they're, cremate... They're, are you sure they're getting wood for that? It's nearly impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Most of Tibet is above the tree lines, like I said. Okay. And the scarcity of timber makes cremation economically unfeasible. Uh, also, very thin layers, to only a few centimeters deep, can't de- get rid of a body by digging. And it's also permafrost on the area. Yeah, I so, can see that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. A, a, the guy, a Takdin, Takdin is a burial sky burial master according to most accounts vultures are given the whole body then when the bones remain these bones are broken up with mallets ground with tasampa which is barley flour and tea and yak butter or milk who brings the mallets the vultures do (laughs) there's there's guys these these totkin guys these masters and they're given to crows and hawks that have waited for the vultures to depart so the vultures get the bulk of the meat and then they process with mallets the rest of the bones and the leavens for crows and and these other ones. Wait, isn't this the region where the Dalai Lama's from? Yes, exactly. And the same. Uh, in one account, one of these uh, sky burial masters cut off the limbs and Ooh. hacked the body to pieces, handing each part to his assistants, who used rocks to pound the flesh and bones together oh. to a pulp, which they mixed with tsampa <laughs> before the vultures were summoned to eat. In some cases, the todkin will use butcher's tools to divide the body. Sometimes, the internal organs were removed and processed separately, but they too were consumed by birds. The hair is removed from the head and may simply be thrown away, easily discarded there. Some of the Sometimes they keep some of the hair as 
some sort of an offering to the family. But this is all part of the circle of life in Asia. And as you've lived your life, as you expire, you're going to be put on a mountaintop to be beaten <laughs> into a pulp by your fellow man <laughs> and fed to birds. Adam. Sky burial. Or what the for is. Adam. For this week. The best thing is you save a lot of money in funeral costs. <laughs> you sure do. And think of the exercise with all that beating of balance. You gotta be in good shape. Wait a minute. It was all that beating that Monk did during his life. <laughs> oh, man. That's gruesome, dude. It seems terrible. The but, vultures but are I, on you. I guess when your back's against the wall, you got to get rid of this person My somehow. My jeez. I mean, I'm like, I, why is everybody in, some, in a rush to be, uh, what is it, Buddhist? What is it? What's the religion that the, the Dalai Lama is about? Uh, yeah, I think it's Buddhist. Is it Buddhist? <laughs> I, I don't know. Everybody's in a rush to get to be that. Like, like, I want to be that. I guess so. They want to get beat up. Like now, I turn it's you the into Tommy this and Adam hard to name podcast. Sound. Me shut up. Of the week. <laughs> oh, it's time for sounds. Yes, Adam. Uh, well, we have a couple of new music entries. Excellent. Do you as ca- always, do you care to hear any of Absolutely, those? Absolutely. Yeah, shoot for it, man. Let's see what you think of this entry. I heard it. Think real quick. The food? It is. What do you think it is? Uh, I I don't know where it's from. Is it part of the movie? It's called Fraggle Rock Rock. I guess there's a return to Fraggle Rock, and oh. the Foo Fighters have made a song for Fraggle Rock. Oh, man, that song kicks ass. That should be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you, think that's, you think that's better than uh, that, that that show deserves? I don't know. I don't even know what Fraggle Rock is. Is that the puppet it, show? It was a puppet show on like HBO. Frag- Everybody come down to Fraggle Rock. Come on to Fraggle Rock. Some did, shit like this. Did they smoke the cannabis when they were there? Oh, uh, most assuredly. <laughs> but uh, we also have other new music. It's a brand new song by Ghost? rock band Muse. Oh, that's oh, great. I love it. It's awesome. In addition to the usual falsetto singing, there's also some real rock metal vocal later on, which is kind of out of character for the news. It's a little industrial. Yes, it is. Not a little, but that's new. And anything new by Muse always gets my attention. Okay, caught mine. It didn't it. And do you remember? Once I heard Muse, I immediately reacted that I loved it. (laughs) As you, as all you, as everybody should. Uh, And also. Do you remember a, a guy by the name of Andre Atunis? Mm. He is the guy who gave us such gifts as the metal Kenneth Copeland, and he would take the the preachers and he would put metal music. Oh on yeah, 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 yeah. Metal I love that it. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's given that treatment to Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> 
So here's uh, here's a little uh, taste of what he's yeah, done. Yeah, you're wrong. Dude. You're too dangerous to have on service. I asked you what you're doing. You said you're searching tomatoes. Oh, you funk! You dirty thing! Get out! Get out! <laughs> yeah, right, are you come here, you? Yes, sir. Right, what's going through your mind now? You're not going to fucking butcher me and slice me and serve shit to them? No, chef. Where's your fight, man? It's here, Where chef. is it? I've got it, chef. Then wake up, you So, anyway, it's like a two-minute song, but it's a lot of Gordon Ramsay tearing apart chefs in, in Hell's Kitchen. To metal. To metal music. I love that. Please check that out. It's on YouTube. Okay. And uh, there's kind of a barrage. We haven't done many shows recently, so we've got <laughs> extra material. One thing that happens in January... Oh, goody. ...is people, <laughs> is people make uh, resolutions to get into the gym... Start to do fitness, right? Like, mm -hmm. the, the, like the resolution that Gosilo did it, <laughs> and he got busted <laughs> yeah, by yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, Will Smith was okay, yeah. was in actually training with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it was early on this year. It was it was a few weeks ago, but he was at their training facility and he was working out and it was being videoed. And uh, I just have a <laughs> snippet of that right now. What he did. I can just imagine it. Pull ups. <laughs> Make sure we have oh, sorry about this. <laughs> sorry about this. You have showers in here? <laughs> so he had a little gas problem while he was on the ground. He was trying to uh, stretch out his abdominals or something, and he, he kind of lost control that, a bit. So that's, that's yeah, that was real. That was real. That was real. Um, also... We had the passing, as you said before. Of oh, okay, 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 okay. And okay. I, I was being wistful. I, I went and I, I looked for uh, some concert footage that he'd had. The most I looked for the most recent stuff. You know, okay, yeah, I wanted yeah. to see how he was at the end. Anyway, I found this. There's, I mean, for most of the concert, everything was crystal clear. It was good, but then there was a section of, I would do anything for love, <laughs> but I won't do that. That there was a section. If you listen closely, I think you can kind of hear something. I would do anything, my love, but I won't do that. Oh, no, no, I won't do that. Yeah. So he had a few. He had a few problems in the middle of that song. I mean, he went right off the stage <laughs> after that. Yeah. <laughs> you could have you could have totally forgotten the Will Smith. <laughs> well, well, it, that would have been from the week before, the before before Meatloaf's passing and me look me doing some research. I thought you were gonna bring something like Ian Scott from Anthrax, and, you know his tribute. Oh no no no! no, no Ian no. Scott was his son-in-law. Oh yeah, yeah I, I, read, I read that somewhere. That's right. Oh yeah, I would have went to a meatloaf concert, a, a meatloaf concert for that. If Scott Ian or for this, <laughs> oh, for that. <laughs> but yeah, those are our what the, what the hell? What the hell kind of music is that? <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Sound of the week. Oh, 
was pretty awesome, Adam. <laughs> but it was like a two-hour concert, and I happened to find... This is the Tommy and Adam Hardening Podcast. Motofokaria of the week. Shit, we got Motofokaria? <laughs> we just did one. We just did one deserving. Rest in peace, meatloaf. <laughs> Uh-huh. It was worthy of the motherfucking episode. <laughs> Adam, I have something written here. That I, I, don't, I don't want it to go to waste. Oh, good. I'm just going to buzz through it real quick to uh, maybe just feel depressed after this to, to know that all this happened. How many years is uh, 2022 minus 1972? Is that 50, Adam? 2022 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 50. That's 50. Today's motherfucking it, which is going to be a fast thing. Oh, but, Adam, we're going to go. Oh. Through the albums, Adam, that turned fifty this year. Wow! I did have some. Music. I did have crap. some music to go with it, but we're you gonna for, we're gonna forego all this, Adam. Oh my god! Just for the lack of time, I'm tired. It must be a cornucopia. And my, and my day hasn't even albums. started. Hey, wait, no, check this out. Did you? I, was something to share with you that I want to share with you? Obviously, at uh, podcast uh, number uh, six, almost started what well, before the COVID, right? Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, Adam, April the fourth, Adam of 1972. Okay. ZZ Top, Rio Grande Mud. Rio Grande Mud. That's right. Okay. What came out of that? I don't know. Look, Just look. got paid. Oh, did it? 72? What? That's I thought right. that was more recent than that. That's right. This ZZ Top's first charting song was Francine Adam. Then right after that was a longtime concert failure. Just got paid. Wow. 19. That song is 50 years old. I had old. no idea. I thought that was one of the more... Later edition. I, th- I thought it was after Eliminator. I, you know, but uh, I know like when was Trace Ombres? Trace Ombres is the one that I know about. I think Trace Ombres. Oh no, you're gonna make me go and do some research, aren't you? Yeah, we're gonna ex- we're gonna extend <laughs> this motherfuckeria. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna write Trace motherfuckeria. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see what Tres Ombres was. Tres Ombres was, Adam, Did that, was that the in one that? 19, Adam. It was released, Adam. Yes. In 1973, Adam. Oh, July okay. the 26th, 1973. And this is Tres Ombres is right after. After? Uh, yeah, after okay. Rio Grande Mud, Adam. Man, I didn't know that. That's right. Beautiful. And that's where LaGrange came out of. So, mm-hmm. so no, actually, no. Uh, I yeah, thought, I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that album is that th- those two songs actually came out of. A I thought Lagrange was and it's like actually the, the actually Rio Grande Mud is uh, ZZ Top's second record. It wasn't they, their debut record. I thought that Lagrange was like the origin story, like the beginning. Like this is where they they took off with this song. But no, it's, they have a have a cla- a, a long time classic the year before. Yeah, there you go. Wow. All right, Rolling Stones album. You knew this one already. Exile on Main Street. Oh yeah, that was released. Double album. That, that, yeah, that's right. That was uh, released on uh, May the twelfth, nineteen seventy-two. Fifty years old, also as well. What do we have on there? Tumbling, Tumbling dice. dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, happy, uh, happy. That's Sweet right. Virginia, Adam. That's right. Good, Adam. We spoke about this album, Adam, uh, not too long ago. I didn't, I, f- I forgot that was going to come up on the motherfucker. Yeah. Black Sabbath, Adam, mm-hmm. Volume Four. Volume Four, May of nineteen seventy-two. No good. And here's the other two songs off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to even think Super about it yet. Now I know, Adam. Okay. <laughs> Snowblind, Adam. Oh, great one. About and, drugs. And changes. Changes. Yeah. 
I always thought that's a Bowie song. I always thought that no, this, <laughs> this is, you know how how uh, you'll hear Ozzy sing changes in in a show, mm-hmm. and you would think it's one of Ozzy's, and you're like, oh no, mm-hmm. it, you know, fans who don't know. Sure. And it's off of this record right here. Yeah, and if you get a chance, go ahead and listen to this record. As a matter of fact, Adam, this is one of those records I'm going to recommend. On that your you way home. On your way home today. Got it. Black Sabbath number four. Even though there's some other great ones here too. Mm-hmm. Adam, 1972. May also. Elton John. Adam. Honky Chateau. Hmm. Rocket Man. And Honky Cat. Wow. Came off of that one. Damn. And I know you like those records. Those are, those are classics. Adam Eagles. Eagles. Adam. Eagles. June Eagles? the first, 1972. Mm. Band will kill Adam for to accumulate a, tri- a trio of hits like "Take It Easy," "Witchy Woman," and "Peaceful Easy Feeling." They came off of this this album right here. Not rockers, not rocking songs. No. All kind of laid back, chill, rock country ish. And almost. you and you actually enjoyed this live. I did. That's very cool. I didn't get to do that. Adam, one of my favorites, David Bowie, "The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust," mm. and "The Spiders from Mars." June the 16th of 1972. Wow. Whoa. That's, you know. Ziggy Stardust obviously is the... Uh, the is this uh, where we have space there. oddity and things? Oh, uh, no, no. This is just... Oh. This is just... Uh, it's a fictitious group yeah. that uh, da- David Bowie met up. So Ziggy Stardust song itself is that the one. I know it. And, it. and it has that really eerie... But at the same time, melodic guitar mm-hmm. uh, uh, riff to it. So this is where you know. Got it. Then, then after this, what did they? Be, uh, what did uh, Bowie do? Killed off Ziggy. Mm. So yeah, that happened nineteen seventy two. Adam Alice Cooper schools out. Adam. Oh okay. Nineteen seventy two, fifty years old, and you still got geezers that are 70, 80 years old that can still <laughs> that love that song. You know. Yeah. Well, it, well, it gets played like every summer. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah Come yeah, on. Yeah. It's that's it. That's yeah. the that's, that's that, the that's the one song yeah. that you have to play. Doobie Brothers, Adam, Toulouse Street, Adam. Mm, okay. Listen to the music. Uh, Jesus is just, just all right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Jesus. Chicago, Jesus is just all Chicago right. Five, Adam. Saturday in the Park. That's a great mm. song. Isn't that a great song? It is a good song. I love that song. And we'll just keep on going there, Adam. Keep going. Curtis Mayfield, Superfly. What? That's right. 1972, Adam. True. The third album from uh, Curtis Mayfield and. Uh, he had a song called the Freddy's Dead and Pusha Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you know, obviously the t- the title, uh, the the title of the record, Superfly, was also the. Uh, this is where the uh, at the uh, height of black exploitation. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There, right there. Rod Stewart, never a dull moment. You wear it well. Mm, okay. Where he had all the faces playing. <laughs> Play on the record. Okay. <laughs> they didn't get no faces credit. No, Because he was the main face. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Adam. Close to the edge. Ooh. The record off of that one is And You and I. Yeah. That was the one off of that. Adam, and we spoke about this guy a little, and this will end our motherfucking asses. We don't want to talk about him no more because we've been, we've been banging on on Stevie Wonder for a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talking Book Adam wow. was released October the 20th, 1972. And we already talked about Superstition. Now, and Adam, you are the sunshine of my life was also on that. Now, one. if you look at all of those albums, I think all of those are classic, great albums. Yeah. But none of them are the number one album of those artists. I think all of them have better albums, either in the past or in the future. But... Yes. You may or may not be missing this. I'm usually missing. 
this is where you can note and compare of what genuine artists that continue to produce art that is consumed by the masses for years and years to come. We've mentioned artists here that have gone past, Adam, their 50 years of music. Sure. Time will only tell if the Justin Beavers and all this other stuff that's getting played today. you know, I, I If could it has that longevity. If it has that kind of longevity. I mean, it's difficult <coughs> if, you're, if you're searching out popular radio to hear Baby Baby, which is <laughs> Justin Bieber's probably most famous song. You don't know. But, you, mean, don't, but you don't hear that. You only hear like newer Justin Bieber things. So uh, once he stops producing, rem- it might my, just all go away. Remember my theory on a disposable art that I've discussed this on this podcast many times before. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so fast and furious that you don't have time to actually sit back and enjoy, which could be very well be a great song. You know, that need, constant uh, feeding off of new material just makes whatever whatever they're producing prior to that get lost in the... Uh, here's, here's a perfect example, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not a big Taylor Swizzle fan, but I think she puts out some great records. Sure. You know, content-wise. Now we have the Billie Eilish and... I know she's taking off a little bit, so we don't know. But again, we just don't know. We, I, I won't be here 50 years from now to tell you that yet. That's right. So, but, I mean, it just goes to show you this is the kind of longevity. Now, when I was growing up, Geezer Radio was Elvis stuff. Yeah. You know, and you would go, oh, here's the oldies, oldies but goldies crap. You know, remember mm-hmm. that shit? Yes. Now it's like, oh, wait a minute. They turned into classic rap. It's like, ooh. Yeah, no. It turned, it turned into our era. <laughs> yeah, it turned into our era. So what the <laughs> hell, you know? But yeah, Adam, that was this week's motherfuckeria of the week. It's the Tommy Adam Hardening Podcast. Motherfuckeria of the week. Not too bad, Adam. Not too bad. No, it's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Good album. So yeah. Didn't get tail, but you did get Let's get into the mailbox. No. <laughs> we don't have any Open mail. the mail. What? If we don't, we don't. I thought we mailbox. I hit the wrong button. Oh. That's what happens when Godzilla runs into the closet. Oh. <laughs> That's the kind of nonsense that happens. Godzilla leaves are falling apart. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, let's call it, baby. All right. Good times, bad times. Albums made me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking about all that I good st- listening. I still think that song by Jeff Beck, Superstitions version. Uh, you know, su- the Jeff Jeff Beck's uh, version of Superstition, Superstition. was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it too. Yeah. Anyway, I've got the bad times, Adam. Go ahead. Oh, I got bad times. Yeah, you got them. I got bad times right here. Yeah. You know? Uh, do you know what happens in well? Asia? <laughs> in Hong Kong? Not this, Asia this again. Is specifically Hong Kong. Oh. What they've had to resort to is they're chartering private jets. Okay. And to what end, you might ask? COVID? So they can send their pets to safety. Okay. John Castellano, by VP of Commercial Sales at Charter Air Charter Service, okay. uh, says that they have a huge uptick in flights from Hong Kong. And these are, co- these are a boatload of money, $22,000 for a flight, right? To get a dog out or a cat? Yeah. <laughs> wow. For one private flight from Hong Kong to New York, it could be $200,000. But, you know, you, you put a whole bunch of things on there. Uh, families are grouping up, flying together to bring uh, the cost down 
so they're grouping things together, but they're trying to get their pets out of the country. And what they've been doing is they've been euthanizing a whole bunch of these animals trying to stop the spread of COVID. Man, that's some, that's, a, that's some bad times. Super yeah. dog COVID fears. So they've ponied up tens of thousands of dollars to charter flights to get their pets over to safety. That, that sounds like bad times to me. You don't get to see Rover. But look how happy he is. Oh, on the luxury flight. He's, I mean, a, he's a millionaire's he's, dog. He's not in a cage. He has a bow tie. <laughs> this is this is what some sort of a Labrador, maybe. Are you sure that's bad times? I don't. <laughs> well, not bad times for him. Bad times for the guy who's got to uh, pay twenty grand to get him over Jesus. here. Jesus, can't believe that. They're also killing hamsters as well. Oh wow. Well, those are rats, and, technically, and rabbits, and yeah, cats. Those are rodents. Anyway, Adam, I have good times though. Oh, thank God. Something better than you know have to. Do without your pet. Thank God. Adam. Alice Cooper, Adam, releases Tome of Madness, his spoken word LP. <laughs> okay. So are these just uh, lyrics or something as spoken in, in a, in a uh, poetic form? I am curious in myself. Prose? I am very curious myself. To, I'm, I want to listen to this. I think it's on Spotify. I got to check it out. Okay. I saw something somewhere. I'll tell you what's not on Spotify. Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? Yes, I did. Man. Gave him an ultimatum, and it <laughs> came, came back the next day. Okay. <laughs> you can have your stuff back. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of people that supported him on that, too. A bunch of artists did, yeah. Uh, yeah. And some, makes, and some said, eh, yeah. do whatever. What the hell? Who cares? <laughs> Neil Young's about 80 right now, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, this record, Adam, for <laughs> going back to uh, Alice Cooper. Uh, is available to purchase on metal department uh, in either uh, black or yellow vinyl uh, with each variant limited, Adam, to 500 copies. Very cool. Alice Cooper and the Tome of Madness serves as a companion piece to Cooper's online slot game. <laughs> so so there's, there must have something to do with your puzzle here or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the game was released in 2021. Nice. So anyway, while okay. Tome of Madness gameplay is standard is standard slot machine fair, it has a characteristically macabre backstory. Cooper is writing his memories in a strange journal. The title is called The Tome of Madness. The you know, okay. The uh, a tome is a composition of books. So this is a a soundtrack, a compilation. You, excuse me. That a, you a tome listen is a to. Compilation of books. That you listen to while you're. Pulling the one-armed bandit I guess and, so, and yeah. playing on this slot machine. Yeah, now and check this out. And accidentally summers various Coopers from different dimensions. So it's not, not just the regular Alice Cooper. You have the other ones from some other. Dimensions. So he has his own Ziggy Stardust I version so type thing. Yeah, okay, this thing is wow. pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that'll be something. That's a good end to a lame ass podcast. Ho so yeah, hopefully, there are spooky tales. In I there. hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> That should have been bad times, Adam. <laughs> Good times, bad times. Good, Good for Alice Cooper. Good times. Though. These dogs are flying privately. We should switch it around. <laughs> We're off our game, Adam. With the power of editing. Maybe they could be switched uh, around. I don't think so, Adam. <laughs> Adam, we're off our game, buddy. We we need to meet again soon. Well, we had, well, mid by uh, wit. Uh, Valentine's Day, we should have another episode. Oh man, remember right? last Valentine was pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna top last year's Valentine's Day. I just have no idea. Do you feel like? Do you feel pressure that you need to top it? 
Last year was pretty awesome. <laughs> Maybe if you bring the clerk into the studio. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure that'll go very well with uh, <laughs> with the big boss. You're modeling this paraphernalia. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'd, we'd have to do a video podcast for that one. <laughs> well, Tommy, do you have anything else? I have curiosity. I haven't heard nothing from Gosilo. I'm scared. It sounds like he's uh, cowering in fear. I don't know what the hell's there. going on back there, Adam, but yeah. Luckily, there's been no more thunderbolts. <laughs> well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners. Yes, we do. Our fans and whoever else subjects themselves yes, to sir. this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind that life is not that serious, no, nor, nor is anything else that we said on this podcast. Mm-mm. Again, search the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast App, RSS Podcast, CastBox, Himalaya, Owl Trail, and everywhere else. This podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I am Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. Today is January 29, 2022, and you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often. Play it loud, but play it. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadakoa Promotions. Yeah. Which are the Kansas. Dadakoa Promotions.